This is Gutterball. The Lebowski Deepcast. Like, oh, it's a heist movie. No, it's a stoner movie. In each episode, Brad and Adam discuss a single minute of The Big Lebowski. They were teasing this movie in a way that made it seem like a heist. Providing insight. His dance is just excellent. So graceful. Commentary. They shot it all on a green screen. You can't do a pickup. And conjecture. He has found himself in a world turned upside down. And now, Gutterball. Hi, Brad. Hello, Seth. It's Jesse, you fuck. Oh, that's right. Fuck, I forgot all about that. You know it's the brothers from my Christian school upbringing. That, it was, it's not your fault, though. Seriously, it's my fault. I made the initial mistake, so it's Yeah, it's just, it's just, the Seth is just uh, burned in my mind Chiseled in there. Chiseled. It's a good word. Chiseled. When was the last time you said chiseled? Chiseled. Uh, about say it. Say it with me, though. Chiseled. I was saying that about ten minutes ago. Were you? Yeah, I was talking about uh, stone masonry. My my extensive experience <laughs> as a sculptor with with tile, especially as it oh. relates to low horizontal surfaces. <laughs> Let's not even go there. Is that one of the five stories? We've told again and again. I don't I'm know. Sure, I'm I think sure. we need to consult someone that has actually listened to this podcast occasionally. Occasionally, I think that would be perfect. Or consistently, or thoroughly, thoroughly. I would settle just for an occasional, a- an listener. occasional like pop in, just yes. a little pop in one. Is there anyone on the line that has ever listened to this podcast? It's a call in show now. Anyone? Is there anyone out there? Uh, hi, Seth. It's fucking Jesse. All right, hang up. Let's get the next caller, please. <laughs> That's a bummer. That's a bummer. That's a bummer, man. I recognize this voice. You fucked it up. You fucked it up. It's a bummer, man. <laughs> is this is this Carl Spackler? It is. It is, is it Carl really? Spackler. Spackler, the hey. Spack man. The Spack man. How are you guys? Tony Spacks. Weird. Wow. I'll speak for myself and say I'm pretty awesome. I know feeling you are. today it, something. Let me just tell you guys something. I'm a little as tired. a as a occasionally long time listener. Just listening live like this. I mean, people don't get this opportunity to hear this live. The magic no. that's happening in the it's studio rare. right now between it's the three of us. Rare it's really rare. it's it's sort of overwhelming, guys. It's overwhelming. I just hope I can hang. Well, you've already fucked it up once, so you know, just try to like. Hey, cool, man. Just fly casual. Fly casual, dude. How did I, how did I fuck it up once? <sighs> dude, if you gotta ask. I know, I know. I'll sit back and listen. You guys talk, <laughs> I'll hang back. No, you guys talk I'm about just, Star Trek for a while. It'll only be 90 minutes. You can pop back in at the end. Usually in about 41 minutes, so you guys know, is about when you get to the minute. <laughs> just, you know, on a relatively consistent basis. I was listening to Brad articulate his non-Euclidean... Uh, ge- geometric skills the other day, and he was talking about standard deviations or something. And what he came up with was the fact that he's right some of the time. Hmm. Some of the time. Yeah. About like how often? Like, what's the standard deviation? I, I think it was two, but. <laughs> <laughs> what you guys were talking about was how often your minute starts with like a cut or a break or a new scene. Hmm. And you were you were making wild, wild guesses about that. And right. Brad was talking about a statistical analysis and how 
none of it made any sense. Yeah, but it, uh, you know, it's probably like, um, what is that confirmation bias or some shit where it's like, we want to see that because it's happened a couple of times, but five times out of 91 minutes, it's probably not that significant of a result. It's a cute result, but not a significant result. That's true. But I think it is sort of uncanny. I will say that um, you guys are right on target there, that it does seem like quite a bit. The minute sort of starts with something different. It seems like it, but do you think that's not really the case? Like well, we're just, we're just, just looking for to Dr. Brad. Now. I mean, he's the yeah. one that's well, done I think well, you Brad. hit the nail on the head. It's what they call in statistics acute non-sig, which is acute result, but it's non-significant. Mm-hmm. Acute non-sig. <laughs> acute non-sig. non-sig. I love that. I'm going to use that at work. Can you preface it by saying... Are you ready to be fucked, man? Every time you're in a meeting, are you ready to be fucked, man? That's a cute non-sig. That's a cute non-sig. I like that. I can, I can, I'm going to write that down. If you guys don't mind, I'm going to take some notes. Go I'm for expert. it. Your papers. papers. Yeah. Your papers. papers. There's a lot of pearls. <laughs> you got to collect them all. So anyway, we're being silly, but uh, Carl, you are... An assistant um, green man? Greenskeeper. Oh, a greenskeeper, yeah. Shit. Assistant. Oh, assistant. Well, that's a big difference. I'm sorry. I think I didn't understand. I think we should tell all of your listeners that what we're doing is we're building a character for me so that I don't have to expose my real identity. Yeah, because nobody wants to be associated with. Well, it's this. understandable, right? It you want to, you it want is. to, you know. I said cunt one time, you know. I still feel bad about it. What what episode was that on? Do you have any idea? I'm not. I'm I don't go back know. and listen to that one. I just, but I didn't say it. I was like, you know, you can't say cunt. See, I just said it. That's three times that's now. Not so really, like, that's not really saying cunt, though. Right. It's not using it like I don't know, out of emotion or something. It's just like seven words you can't say on TV. That kind of thing. But, you know, it's still shitty. It's still a it podcast is. that has that word in it. I know. It's terrible. And that, that does that raise it to a different echelon of um, profanity well, on the App Store? I don't think so. It's, it's already explicit. So, yeah. The, so like, a, the Apple Store is just a binary, although really they should probably make a new category for us. Oh, probably. no, you guys are not. You guys are. This is not a very profane podcast. No, it's not. In but maybe just a new category for how off topic we can go. <laughs> well, that might be relevant. That might be relevant. Well, I did read one of your rules, and the only word was bullshit. You read one of our what? Our your reviews on the podcast thing. It said bullshit. Oh, that's because they accurate. said gutter balls. It's about the Big Lebowski, and apparently they listened to one and they got to like minute thirty nine or forty, and there was no mention of the Big Lebowski. <laughs> and then they said bullshit. Just bullshit. I gotta see this. Yeah, I missed How, that review. We I watched the reviews. They're easy to track because there's not that many, but that's right. pretty awesome. How is that possible to actually lose track of like four reviews <laughs> and not notice that one? Well, maybe somebody marked it explicit and removed it because Apple's very serious about that stuff. You guys know that, right? They don't like that. Well, yeah, but you could, you know, you can say your fucks and your shits and your dams and whatever. True. Like, true. You know, I listen to like. Sons. I mean, I don't think they like that too much. That's why I try to keep it to a minimum. I try to say cunt as little as possible. You've said it now like seven times. 
Well, you said it once. I said it three times, I think. Okay. I'm well, keeping track of my notebook. Well, I baited you into it. I know. I know. And this is why I have a character for today. So today I'm Carl. Hi, Carl. Hello. Assistant Carl. To, not the, to be confused the green with man. Carl Hungus. No, unfortunately, I'm not Carl Hungus. So it's with a C. Carl with a C. There are things that I do care about. Like, such as? Well, just in general. Just in general. I have so you're, you're big military men. No, not at all. I don't know. Let's not get too personal with me. <laughs> Let's just keep sort of very general. Why don't we do that? I think that's, well, what that's why I said the military angle. You were doing the opposite. Okay, okay, yeah. I get it. See, I'm slow. I'm slow on the podcast. You're doing Damn a fine it. job. I'm glad you're here. Ruining your podcast. <laughs> Single-handedly bringing down this empire. I know. I feel that way. Uh, you know, what I'm going to do is I'm going to hang back and listen to you guys for a few minutes. Well, what are we supposed to talk about? I don't know. We don't have anything to talk about. The Big Lebowski, perhaps. I don't know. That may be too early for that. You know what you guys should talk about, which you don't talk about enough? As a listener, I do would say hell. you do not pimp the shit enough. That is true. We don't. Brad, it's Brad, one of are, our weaknesses. You sound like Martin Starr, so you should pimp the shit. All right. You brought up the Martin Starr. I have that queued up to talk about that. All right. So, but I'll start by pimping the shit. Pimp the shit, and then maybe which is, um, you know, you can find us on the web at gutterballs.tv. That seems like a pretty simple URL, yeah, doesn't it? Gutterballs.tv. You can uh-huh. subs- there. You could subscribe to us. That's easy. You can check out our show notes to find any of the like various links we may have. You can find links to us on Facebook and Twitter and uh, Tumblr. You're, so follow us on your social media of choice. What what if they wanted to like physically type in the Tumblr URL? Well, you could find us on Tumblr at you see what happens lebowski.tumblr.com. <laughs> That's see another simple one. We tr- strive for yeah. simplicity. Simplicity. You see what happens lebowski.tumblr.com. That's really long just so you guys okay. know. No, I think it's it. You know, maybe if you don't speak Lebowski's, but it's pretty. That's pretty straightforward. Now, as a brill, a move of brilliance. <laughs> so we're going to talk about this brilliant move on our part. You can find us on Twitter at guttercast. Gutterballs. Oh, not right. Gutterballs. <laughs> not gutterballs. You won't find but us. You won't there. find us there. But you will find us at guttercast. It's going to be something else if you go. So it there. makes a lot of sense. We want it. We don't want to make it too easy. Don't follow them. They don't need their follower count to go up. We do. What's like, your number? What's your follow number? Like, what are you guys at? 12. On Twitter? Like, yeah. nothing. No one <laughs> follows us on Twitter. Maybe because we have a fucked up... <laughs> I didn't even Twitter know you were on Twitter. Handle. I didn't know. I mean, I looked for Gutterballs. I looked for Carl. You See What Happens, Lebowski. Carl. I looked for Guttercast, but didn't find it. We do have... You have, a YouTube. you have a YouTube channel, too. You know that, right? There are two videos on there. We hit that shit hard. <laughs> well, you're maximizing the networks with the biggest return on investment. You guys are like really good at yeah. monetizing the podcast, which I really appreciate. You are all about that money as an assistant to the green man. That's true. The jolly green giant man. That is very true. He sells peas. They're tiny. They're like little BBs. <laughs> Peep peas. So if I can go back to pimping for a second. Okay. Yeah, pimp. Pimp away. What you can do is also 
at gutterballs.tv. Find a link to us on iTunes and, and leave a review. Which Roman is Mars great. Says that's really important. That is supposedly important. Um, yeah. But, you know, even if you don't want to leave a review, let's say you want to send a message just to us, you can do that also on the website. Like our friend Jack did just the other day. He did. He did. He did. I call He's... him our friend, even though I, we don't, we didn't really know he existed till he reached out to us, which is why it's so great. It tickled me to no end. You're out there. Reach out to us. Yeah, it it means everything. It's sometimes because Brad, we've been doing this for a long time. What is this? Two and a half years a or something? A ridiculously long. You know what? Time, to yes. be honest, it's it's almost three years because we started recording long before we actually released yeah. an episode. So we're coming up on three years we're of recording close, this crap. Yeah, I think you're right there. We're coming close to the third third anniversary of probably our first recording. So you know, I remember I remember talking with Brad face to face in real time. Um and he was describing to me how Adam you were working on um the bumpers for the front of this. Yeah. You had a you had a guy, and he was explaining oh, yeah. them all to me, and I was like, mm-hmm. "So let me get this straight. You're going to talk about the Big Lebowski one minute at a time. Right. Like, you do realize that's going to take you an enormous amount of time to do that." He was like, "Oh yeah, we're fine. We'll do it. You know, <laughs> we're cool we'll do it every two weeks and we'll, knock we'll, it out." What did you think? Like five episodes, they're done. Oh, one episode. <laughs> one. <laughs> I figured you're not the first person to say that. Actually, Are you kidding me? That was brutal. That was horrendous. I listened to the first episode. It was brutal. And then I took a break. I took a bit of a hiatus <laughs> for good. a while. I took a hiatus for two years. I did. I I sort of stepped away. I changed careers. I moved my family halfway across the country. You had a lot going on, but to to be fair, that was made me rethink a lot. That made me rethink a lot about my life. That first episode (laughs) made huge changes in my life from that first episode. Way out west, I moved. um, Kept the same wife, same family. Got a dog. I mean, all sorts of shit changed because of that episode. So, you know, I wanted to say thank you for that. You know, you're welcome. But and it was. A smart move to keep some of the pieces consistent. You don't want to switch out everything. You know, sometimes the newer model kids or wife, they, you know, it's like they're a little... Uh, so sometimes the old model, it's like... Hey, you just stick going. with it. Yeah. It's like having a 67 Charger, you know? That's a good car. You could have a Tesla, sure. Oh, man. But, you know, I would like to have a Tesla. Can we talk about Tesla for the next 45 minutes, please? I would love to talk about Tesla. I'd like to talk about Elon Musk in general. Well, when you say Tesla, right, that's pretty much what He's you mean. captured my imagination, I will oh, say. Oh, my goodness, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With this it, Powerwall thing that he's got? Oh, Powerwall, please. Did you guys watch that keynote? I didn't see the keynote. No. Mm-mm. I mean, it was not like a Jobsian keynote, right? You know what I mean by that. I do. Yes. It was not of that ilk, but it was, it had so much substance. And I just watched this guy and I think, this guy's a fucking genius. He's a smart motherfucker. And, you know, he named his goddamn company after an energy pioneer. And everybody was like, that's fucking stupid. He's a car guy. But that's what the company is. Mm -hmm. Energy Mm -hmm. and storage of said energy. And production. Because Mm -hmm. now he's in this other business with his brother-in-law or some shit. 
Solar, Solar City. City. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just killing it. Killing it. Harnessing the power New York. of the sun. Yes. Duh. It's there. I mean, it is there. Look up once in a while, and you might fucking learn something. Yeah, put down your fucking iPhone. Well, I don't, right. because they're sorry, awesome. Those are fucking great. I gotta, I gotta admit, don't. you don't need to do that. But when you're I'm not doing that, off. look up at the sun. I'm turning it off. Okay. You're putting your iPhone away? Yeah, I just put it away. Well, you told me to. Well, I did you know, I was more... Never mind. It's fine. That's good. I'm glad you put it away. As, like, metaphorical. I know. I, I know. Do we have to pimp more shit? Does Brad... Or did, did we, what, what's Brad doing? I thought he was pimping shit. Are we done with that? He called Jack Treehorn. Well, I just realized <laughs> who Martin Starr is, because I didn't know. Freaks and geeks? I, well, and I don't... And Gilfoyle! He's Gilfoyle. Now I know that. So here, all right. So people know... Come what on, let's get back to I'm Jack talking about. for a second. Here, I'll talk though. about Jack for a minute, right? So Jack wrote us this great now we uh, get, message. Now, here, Brad, before you start, we get tens of thousands of pieces of mail every day here Without at this a doubt. show. Most of like, them, are, about half of them are junk and spam. Usually I burn them or throw them in the neighbor's yard. But once in a while, there's a, there's a note, Brad. And I won't say a letter, because what's a letter? But sometimes there's a note. And it's a note for its time and place, and it just fits right in there. And I'm talking about the note from Jack here. You continue. So so Jack wrote us. He said, hey, fellas, I'm kind of a new listener. My first gutter ball was when Walter and the dude braced little Larry. May I, may I pause? Pause. Go for it. My first gutter ball. Why don't we refer to each episode as a gutter ball? Because we are morons. Fucking amateurs, man. We, you guys have, you lack discipline and consistency in your naming conventions. So <laughs> that, that is true. <laughs> right, you should go, go back to yeah. your story about Jack. I listened to that, by the way. I, that was one of the, one of the gutter balls that I returned to. <laughs> Thank you for adopting the preferred nomenclature so quickly. I'm nothing if I'm not consistent in my naming conventions. Brad, tell them. Uh, consistency consistency is, is the hobgoblin. The hobgoblin of little of minds. minds. I, I, I listened to this. I think it's a bugaboo is what you said, actually. That's I what I keep to, calling I it because I'm a fucking it. amateur. But you actually dropped bugaboo. Like two episodes ago, I did as I was I'm driving sure. to work, and I got a really confused look on my face, and I almost ran a stop sign. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, now why? Can I can I ask why? Because bugaboo is a funny word. It's a funny. So just because of its innate. Well, and you said it, and it's really fucking hobgoblin is the way. <laughs> well, right, but I don't know it. I didn't know it. I was just trying my best to come up with it. That's why I almost ran a fucking stop on campus. Oh boy, that's bad. <laughs> Bugaboo, an imaginary object of fear. I mean, it's the same. Yeah, it's very similar meaning. Well, except hobgoblins are real, but yeah. they run. Well, besides that, hobgoblins aren't really fearful. They're the kind of like lazy, cool stoner goblins. It's kind of cool to hang out with, kind of the dude. Except in real life, they're probably kind of gross and smelly. You wouldn't really want to. Like they just so sit around. Like, and they're just like, you mind if I do a J? Kind of like. The Lartes, but minus all the seafaring business? Well, I think they're not tiny. So they're regular sized. They're regular size. They're like they're like maybe four feet tall. 
a hobgoblin. It's still a little smaller than normal, though. Smaller than normal, but not like micro not small. Cra- yeah, not like two children inches. that are that small. Children are routinely that small, so they're normal human sized. Yes. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. Anyway, back to Jack. So Jack. So Jack continues. Ingurgitate. Swallow something greedily. That's what I get when I search <laughs> hobgoblin. Okay. So what the fuck's a hobgoblin? Are you using Google or is that like a contextual search where you highlight you- it and like force touch it or something on your laptop? I understood very little of what you just said. All right. Anyway, back to Jack. Let's get back to Jack. I'm I intrigued. think Adam, he, he, there was a bit of IT tomfoolery going on and his laptop is actually set to use gurgle instead of google as his default search engine i see like when the the guy said uh, i love you to say what's his name was the best host of the price is right i have no idea what that is anyway okay jack continues gotta say love the podcast love the format and i can't wait to go back to listen to the first 60 or so eps whenever you're done wow is he gonna be disappointed you'll be the first jack (laughs) i'd like to share a personal tale of how your podcast affected me i listen while at work in a factory and i'm usually a rather quiet person A comment you made about a random topic unrelated to Lebowski made me laugh so hard I started crying and couldn't contain myself. This hasn't happened to me in months, if not years. It felt great when I realized what happened. Almost pissed myself and old women were asking who made me cry. It was the best. So I thank you. Keep it up. That's also, has anyone ever told Brad <laughs> he sounds just like Martin Starr from Party On, Freaks and Geeks, and the Veronica Mars movie? And Silicon Valley. That's who I thought did this pod for like three eps. It's cool, though. People say I look like Chris Farley and sound like Seth Rogen. However, I can assure you I'm neither as fun or as stoned as that combination implies. Last item, have either of you (laughs) ever been to or plan on going to a Lebowski fest? If so, a live cast from Ground Zero of Lebowski would be sweet. Thanks for the podcast and the laughs, Jack. Thank you, Jack. That, you have no idea how... It made the last three years all worth it. It did. And I mean that sincerely. That's That's some fucking high praise right there. That's not an exaggeration. It... Because I was starting to get into this, and like it does become very tedious sometimes, and the temptation is, as you're gearing up to record, it's like, I'm just too tired. I just worked all day. Now I'm going to go set up in there, and it, you know what we're going to say. It's going to be 45 minutes. Gonna, it's going to be an hour and a half. Then it'll be midnight, and then we'll have to get up again and go to work. So it's like it does start to wear on you. Like messages like that, no shit, seriously make me want to keep doing it and not ever give up. Yeah, I mean, this is 91, this is episode 91. Yeah. I mean, and this is my first one, and I want to, I'm ready to give up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're only 25 minutes in, man. Well, it's it's because I'm out of my element. 100% completely. I mean, you guys are, I mean, you know, Jack, it was Jack, right? Yes. Jack, yeah. I mean, Jack speaks the truth. There are times when I'm listening to this. Now, I know you two men. (laughs) Now, what, 
What were the first three? Your words? titans, your titans of of podcasting. Um, and I I often laugh pretty loudly listening to it. Occasionally, I laugh really loudly. Um, I find this podcast to be extraordinarily enjoyable. So I I, I know where Jack's coming from. So, he uses a lot of abbreviations. Sure. Is in his in his. Well, that's email. just good. That's efficiency. Right? It is. I mean, that's he's good. probably thumb typing, so I get it. I mean, he wrote a long fucking email there. That's a lot of words. Phone. That was some serious shit. And he got real with you guys. You should feel pretty good about that. He got real. I, he showed his vulnerability. Couldn't that feel good. better that about good. it. That was great. I'm so, glad I was on the episode tonight just to hear that live. Just to hear that, yeah. We just got it's this. It's our moment of glory. How we many of those did you get? How many, how many letters? Do you get a, did you get like a bag of mail? There's a weird little. He wears this like, like a fuzzy. Yeah, he's a hobgoblin. Although he's like at least five two, but he wears like sackcloth, and he's got a like a canvas bag on a stick. Never did my family. Oh, my mom. She like comes a hobo. Up, like a hobo. Sort of like that, but hobo with sackcloth. I don't know that hobos generally like. I think they've given up on the sackcloth. You know, so, these days, but uh, yeah, uh, he dumps it on the door and my dog freaks out. My mom calls the police. It's like, mom okay, gets, your mom man. picks up your reader mail. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. She's that the first weird? line of defense. Is that fucking weird? I don't know. No, I don't. I think it's pretty normal. I mean, I, so I don't mean I don't 40 know. 40 year old human being. That's normal. It's, it's we have your mom picking up your mail. It's the only <laughs> reference I have. You know, we've been doing this podcast so long that this is the second episode about sackcloth. I just want to point that out. <laughs> Jackie Treehorn. Oh, no. Uh, it's a lot of pressure, Brad. It is. So a lot of pressure. So, Carl. Yeah. That's a lot of dead air. Uh, have you, you seen, have you seen the... Uh, well, you know, I had a lot of browser tabs. I got to oh, click over dear. to get back to the script because people don't know this. This is carefully scripted out. All the ums and silences and everything. Even uh, when I said that was a lot of dead air. Yeah, that, that was, was scripted. That was, that in was the script. scripted. That, this is in the script. I'm reading this off of the script. It's rolling in front of me on a teleprompter. It, said, it just said in parens, dramatic pause. We're Take a going. breath. Yep. It was so, all there. So keep going. Interstellar. Yeah. I hope you're asking me about that. Um, okay. I was going to ask you about Star Wars Episode Seven. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Are you serious? Do I, I get to talk about this? Sure. So This is a Lebowski s- podcast, after all. So <laughs> what, what, what else should we be talking about? Can I throw something really bizarre out? Go for it. So you've seen the trailer, right? The second trailer? Yes, of course. The one, the one that is like... I don't even know who made that. I don't even understand it. You, you guys talked about like you knew the person who made it and whatnot, but I choose to think that it was made by the force. Like right. just, well, that's, that's the, that's the illusion. Um, Luke says, now I remembered it in my brain that Luke says okay. when he holds up, he's where he shows the melted Vader mask. Yes. My father had it. He says, my father has it. Okay. I have it. What the fuck? What does that mean, man? Well, if you well, I so I will say that I had not contemplated, and I may not have even noticed this whole has versus had thing till right now. You pointed out to me by my eight-year-old son, by the way. See, that's it. You know, kids they're they're keyed into these things in a way that we just we were just not. We lose that ability. 
He was so fucking tuned into that. And he was like, you gotta look at this. You are my father. <laughs> so has it though. However, we've, there's this, um, this, uh, this, uh, uh, you know, yes, the legacy. Force trick, the force trick of communing with the dead. I understand. Yes. That. Well, is, is it just communing with the dead or does, the, or is it the dead being able to come and commune with us from the afterlife, which is how I felt it I was. Think it's a mutual communing. It's kind of a mutual communing. So it, but if Luke is looking around and seeing the ghost of Yoda and Ben and Anakin, whenever he's like doing anything, right. He's trying to take a leak and he looks over like and he's masturbating? like, Hey guys, if he's masturbating. He's like, guys, come on now. I, can I just, can I, can a Jedi have a minute? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'll say this, right? Masturbating and, okay, so maybe there's dead people watching you. You don't know. But I tend to think dead people, like, because they have kind of moved on to this other plane, Mm -hmm. like, it's okay. Because they they understand. They do not judge. No, they don't Um, judge. This is like an, they're on such a different plane of pure consciousness. It's okay. Like, you can go through these kind of animalistic activities that we may judge and think of shameful or private, but it doesn't matter to them. So it's okay. Now, they exist on a higher plane is what you're saying. Yes. But now when they take this form, this human form and can actually look at you, right? They're taking on this physical shape. That is kind of a problem. That's a huge problem. It's, it's a, a huge turnoff, man. problem and a huge turnoff. Yeah. I think Although it's I a, suppose now uh, yeah, you could, could probably, be, could be, you could be into it. You could, you know, f- it, you could maybe after a while, uh-huh. right? Of those yeah. dudes looking, looking around, all looking at you all the time, you might develop. Sort of a you thing. Could, you could find a way. That. You could find a that. way to incorporate that, right? And like use that. Yeah. Or it's like these are not the balls you're looking for. Move along. Move along. You dick, Yoda. Yoda, you perv. You fucking green man. You should know something about green men. Hey, Carl. Hobgoblin. You hobgoblin. You green hob. Aren't you an assistant to the green man? Are you Yoda's apprentice? Oh, shit. Let's get back. Let's get back. Masturbating in front of the undead Jedi is one thing, but let's get back to this. Well, maybe you're in says my father has it. I have it. Yes, but he's but what's the. You never really die. You're still there. I think if he said my father had it, that could be. It just shows their attention to detail, right? That's like sloppy writing. My father had it, but no, he's right there he's as a around. ghost. Yeah. For all we know, like, like as he's delivering this line when he sees it in context, right? Anakin is just kind of like, again, he's just kind of hanging out. And he's kind of like giving a knowing wink over there. My father has it, right? Yep, there he is. I just hope they don't bring Hayden Christensen back. Yeah, I don't think we danger. have to worry about that, dude. That is not going to happen, dude. There are a bunch of fucking amateurs that made those first three prequels. That is not the case now. They're not bringing him back. I just hope they go back to the old man and the ghost. You know what I'm talking about? I'm pretty sure they will. They better. Or or they just don't do the ghost at all. Because he could be dead. That old guy, that old dude might not even be around. He may be dead. He may be dead. For reals. Not, not, Not movie dead. For reals dead. Right, he maybe did. They may have to just go to Hayden Christensen. 
And if they won't. I hope they go to him as a little that little bitch driving the uh, the no. cloud car. Or that no, f- they'll go to Channing Tatum. <laughs> the leapfrog him. Magic Mike. Leap. He'll not have a shirt on. He'll have his robe. He'll be on pants on. Are you kidding me? Be, this movie's gonna be great. It's like Magic Mike three. Anyway, I thought that was spaceships. Interesting. My eight year old brought that up to me. I thought it was fascinating. No, it is. Fa- I think it's fascinating. It is. It's totally fascinating. I think that you guys are so in tune with this whole um, the movie biz. I'm using dick quotes around the word biz. You know, air quotes. That um. So when you say dick quotes, yeah, like you guys, like people that say the word biz, that's like a dick thing to say. So you got to put dick quotes around it. So, saying so the word biz is you, know, a you guys, dick you guys thing really to know say. the biz, and then like the guy who says it does the quote around the biz because it's supposed to mean something bigger than just. You guys understand the business. So I'm imagining like a font on your computer with penises, where, right? Where you use yeah, the penis. quotation mark. Uh-huh. Instead of just two little like <laughs> it's lines, curved little dicks, it's right? Two they're curved dicks. little dicks, and yeah. you can't even notice it because they're so small. They're tiny. Shoot off in opposite directions, but, but then, they don't shoot forward. They shoot out. Yeah, I get it. Like a penis is with balls. Little, yeah, it's got little balls on it. It's it's a little yeah, weird, it's like little little thing ejaculating from the top of it. I don't think they'd be that obvious, right? You know, just be penis shaped. Yeah, exactly. What we have to do is, you know, I I print out this letter. Sent it out to my congressman, and he's not even going to realize I sent him the dick quotes unless he gets out the magnifying glass. You put dick quotes around "good job." (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I put dick quotes around dick quotes. (laughs) (laughs) That's That's, yeah. That's pretty good. yeah. Yeah. I hadn't thought about how you would how you would pervert your nice story. How you would reify dick quotes? Did you just say reify? Yeah, I think that's fascinating. I'm going to make a font. I'm making a note to myself. Do you know that's what? Remember that scene in Fight Club where it's like, "Hey guys, what do you wish you could do before you die? Build a house, paint a self-portrait." But meanwhile, Ed Norton's back there, like. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I would do, okay? I don't feel anything good about my life. Blah, blah, blah. I would have a thing that I would say in the back of that car when the Brad Pitt Tyler Durden's driving it before he throws it off the side of the cliff. Be like, I'm going to make a font. Yeah, and I'm going to call it Dick Quotes. And it, Yes, Dick Quotes. Dick Vetica. I mean, that's that's a new advancement that you brought to me. Thank you. You're welcome. But I would, I would seriously say... I want to make a font. I just put quotes around joking. the word dick quotes, and I can't remember. Should the comma be inside the dick quotes or outside the dick quotes? This is I think so- generally the comma's inside. I know, but they're dick quotes. So those fucking rules may not apply. You could also yeah. make a dick comma. Absolutely. All well, I think it's a vagina comma, isn't it? A vagina comma? An anus period? The exclamation point's obvious. It's a cuntma. Damn it. Said it again. Uh, Fuck. I've uh, destroyed this podcast. Yeah, you fucked We've talked about that. masturbating in front of ghosts. <laughs> Dick quotes. Look, we're finally getting real. Magic right. Mike. I am a, I am a sick... Hey, sick Magic Mike is a kick-ass movie, and I can't wait for Magic Mike 2 to come out. It's coming out soon. I know, it's coming. I can't wait. No pun I'll intended. I'll catch it on, um, on television, on the internet. 
Yeah, I'll probably do that. I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna go to the like, like, no. <laughs> You know what? We thing, the three but... of us should go see Magic Mike sequel. Just the three of us. As long as we wear giant like gutterballs.tv banners like a la Miss America on us. I just said guttercast on Twitter. Right. Find us at you see what happens Lebowski.tumblr.com. Or some other completely different handle on Twitter. Find us at Department of Education.gov. DOV. <laughs> DOE.gov.pa.us. Right. Slash, slash tagged slash, slash podcast slash guttercast. I don't know why anybody's not coming to our website. Slash question mark slash gutterballs dot TV slash E-N equals QP497. Rushing character. Yeah. Click sound. You guys are killing it with the um, pimps. Mm. Yeah, we know how to pimp means, it. But I'm into it. We know how to No, yeah, yeah, I think it's pretty good. I th- Like, yeah. there's no excuse for not getting more listens and more no. downloads. No. No. Can't understand why it's not happening. Mm-mm. How many minutes have we been talking? About like 10, uh, 38. 10 to 15. 30, okay, so we're well under the 41 that's required for us. 8 to 10. Well, yeah, I mean, we're getting you want to move on? I'm getting ready to, say, to flip the switch here, because I think we're getting close to that 41. I got to tell you, I was fascinated by two episodes ago when, like, in the first fucking minute. <laughs> yeah. Right. I was like, finally. Finally. We are filled with secrets. <laughs> They're getting to this shit. Yeah, and then you talked about Star Trek for like an hour. <laughs> now, Carl, you're not a Star Trek. I won't say a fan. Cause what's a fan? But like, fucking piss off to all your listeners. No, but this but is, I'm, a Star, I, I I'm a Star Wars fan. I drew a line in the sand across this line, right? You do not, and also yes, right? Okay, I, I was it. a Star Wars fan. I didn't when I was really young. Okay, but I Star had, Trek all, was I had the Star Trek shit. I had the the taser. What would they call it? The phaser, the taser, the communicator. Yeah, yeah. I had all that shit. All those toys. I had a shirt. I had a Kirk shirt. It was like gold, and it had the little symbol on it. I was in. Mm-hmm. Then Star Wars happened. Then it was like fuck that shit. Apples and oranges, man. It's it was the ghetto to me though. I was done. I was out. Like, See, I kind of think Star Wars is the ghetto. More than Star Trek, and I prefer living in the ghetto. And like Star Trek is like the fancy, like up on the the ivory tower shit. But I will say this: when they finally came out with a, that other movie, the mo- not the most recent one, because I thought that one was that I didn't get that one. But the one before, the first one with the kid who is Kirk's kid, you know, or whatever, right? You know the movie. I, I know the movie. Yes. What's it called Star Trek. It's, it's simply called, called Star Trek. Star Trek, I believe. It's called I, Star I Trek. Really, I really, I I thought that was great. Yes, awesome. No, it was great. Incredible. I, agree. I thought that was one of the best her, science her fiction movies I had seen Leslie. in a long time. Yeah. Other than, uh, yeah, Fantastic. I've seen some movies recently that I like a lot more, but that I really liked. I will say, I thought that was exceptionally good. Um, we may be but, going, but I more. never. I never ever watched that other one. What's the next generation? Where you guys call it something? The NG is that what you call Star Trek? TNG. TNG. Yeah. No. See, I didn't know what you were talking about there. Well, you are a. Are you a couple of years older than us? Oh, absolutely. Are you? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Where were you born? Are you allowed to say that on the internet? Sure. Seventy six. 
Yeah. Brad, so 75. I was, I was born in 72. So, yeah, I'm a okay, couple years so, older than you. Well, you were like, you were probably in college when TNG was like blowing up and hitting its stride. Yeah. And you guys. So you were doing other shit, you know? Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was doing other shit. Fun shit. Sure. Absolutely. I was hanging out like, in my, my parents' basement right. watching TNG. Let's face it. Brad and I didn't have too much to do. So. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, excitement. <laughs> it was like, oh boy, it's the weekend. That means that tomorrow, Saturday, Star Trek The Next Generation will be on. And not only that, but it airs, it's on cable, and it airs on two different channels in syndication. First, it airs Sunday at noon, then it airs Sunday at 7 p.m., the same episode. I'm going to get, I'm going to watch it twice. Okay, I'm not going to, I'm going to take this opportunity to distance myself from that level. <laughs> But I was on board for a little while, like, yay, I get to see an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation, but it's like, I might choose to watch Bulls Knicks instead of that. Yeah. See, I was much more... And then maybe I'd watch it on Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, it might be splitting hairs here. I know it's both of those things basically threaten castration, but I want to make that separation. Yeah, so I guess my point is is that I just never really got into the next generation thing. What's your fucking point, man? <laughs> That's my point. It's pretty it is understandable, understandable, though. It is yeah. understandable. So I don't even know what we were talking about there, but... Um, oh, we were you, trying you to talk did about it in a minute Lebowski. into the thing. It took for an hour, yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. I, you almost Wait, lost, me. lost me, but I powered through. You did. And you got I got through, to the other man. side of that. I'm proud of myself. We're glad you're here, Carl. Are you? Yes. I'm really dragging the show down. The guys are just so good. <laughs> I think you are the show. From from now on, Brad and I will bow out, and I think it should be just <laughs> I'm you. I'm taking over. Yeah. Right. I mean, well, there should Adam be. Well, and I are going to move on to the Wonder Years. Right. We have another project that are we're really into. Are you thinking about the Wonder Years? He's a, clearly not a listener. Well, that was well, your you, most recent not, episode. I'm not, I'm not caught up. You guys, yeah. you have to understand that, like... I listen every fucking possible minute I can, but your shit is so right. long. Right. Well, it takes, with it takes six me hours days. a week. It takes me days. You get through a single episode. My commute is 13 minutes. You're going to love the other thing that we're working on. That's why we brought you here, so that you could carry the torch from here on out for gutter balls. Really? It's, yeah. Because I've started a project around different strokes. That I wanted to talk to you guys about. Mm. I'm into that. Yeah. Mr. The world Crumman. don't. Pudding pops. Something. <laughs> right. Pudding <laughs> pops? No. Is that, wait, is that different? <laughs> oh, Cosby show. Yeah, no, I'm thinking of um, different. No, I, different. I wasn't. I wasn't alive then, man. Not different. Different. The, you're much older than me. I wasn't alive then. Yeah. But it's all available on YouTube. It would be great. We could have like, we could have call in. We could have viewer participation. We could have watch nights. I've been thinking a lot about it. It sounds like it. I think it's big. It's going to be big. <laughs> it's going to be huge. China. Anyway, you Cor- were saying about maybe it might be getting close to 41 minutes. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do fire it. up the minute. And get down to brass tacks. How much for the eight? It's the foundation's money. Father doesn't have any. What are you talking about? He's fucking loaded. No, no, the wealth was all mothers. 
Oh, he runs stuff. Uh, well, we did know. let him run one of the companies briefly, but he didn't do very well at it. Oh, he's, uh, you know... No, he helps administer the charities now, and I, I give him a reasonable allowance. He has no money of his own. I know how he likes to present himself. Father's weakness is vanity, hence the slut. Uh, do you think he, uh... Was that yoga? It increases the chances of conception. <coughs> increases? Well, yes. What did you think this was all about? Fun and games? I want a child. Okay, yeah. Okay, but let me, <coughs> let me explain something about the dude. Uh, look, Jeffrey, I don't want a partner. In fact, I don't want the father to be someone I have to see. Okay. No, no. The wealth is all mothers. That's how it starts, right? And that's it. Well, it's toward the beginning, but yeah, but that's it. This is that's the key. This the linchpin is unveiled in this minute. Mm-hmm. Right. So the dude is for once actually doing legitimate private detective, private dick brother Seamus stuff. Mm-hmm. You got the side lighting slashing in on him. Things are starting to click. And you're right, Brad, that's the catalyst. No, no, the wealth was all mothers, which is, this is the moment where the dude realizes, like, holy shit. He cracked the fucking case wide open. The titular Lebowski's full of shit. I've been played. Yes. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Maud. Thank you, Maud, for coming over and having intercourse with me, because he probably would have... Coitus. You mean... Vagina? I mean, you know the guy? He probably would have just, like, kept being cowed by the titular Lebowski, thinking he was all hot shit. He fucking gets it. He does. Finally. Uh, do you but think he, uh, right, like that, right? right? Just right. fucking A. What was he gonna say there? We will never get to know what that question was that he was going to ask because the wheels are finally starting to turn there. What was he going to ask? And, and you know that he's stoned, right? He's stoned a bejesus. He's we, fucking stoned. He did a J. Yep. And stoners fucking hyperlink, man. They go all over the fucking place. Right. Making connections. That's right. His brain is fucking flipping out right now. Mm-hmm. And then he sees her in the bed and he's like, I can't finish this thought because... Mod's doing some fucking yoga over there. What is this? Yoga? What is this? Yoga? Yeah. Well, right? this, is, this is the limber mind that the <laughs> dude referred to in the previous yes. minute. That's why he's talking about sticking to a very fucking <laughs> big drug, drug regimen. Because this, is a, this allowed him to enter a pathway. This it's is a wormhole. He leaped. He, this movie would be as long as this motherfucking podcast. If well, it weren't for this one little chink. This 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 is jumping to hyperspace for the dude. It broke it wide open. Well, movies, some people might say, are life with the boring parts cut out. And perhaps <sighs> The Big Lebowski is a movie with the boring parts kept in, minus 15%. I don't know. All I know is I was assigned this minute. <laughs> I was assigned this minute, Adam. Who assigned it to you? You guys assigned this to me. Shit. I shared this minute with my wife. Yes. Call her Kirsten. Okay. <laughs> okay. And she was like, Kirsten. She was like, yeah. So I was like, this is the fucking movie right here. 
Yeah. This is where the dude cracks the case wide open. He cracks, They invited me on intentionally at the most important minute. It is the most important minute. You guys are fucking geniuses. Thank you. You're a genius. You figured it out. We're just here, like Brad says, to provide a lens for the more informed members of the Lebowski Society. Yeah, I don't buy that for a second. I know what you guys are hiding. I dig it, but I'm not buying it. But thank you for inviting me on to experience 90 minutes and 31 seconds. It it really isn't false humility. I watched this particular minute like one and a half times. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I just want to be honest for once. I didn't in the film. <laughs> I didn't. I'm watching it one minute at a time. I thought it was the breakfast club. <laughs> I mean, I've watched the beginning of this movie a bunch of times, but the past, like, like, 30 minutes, this is the first time I'm seeing a lot of this. It's kind of like the Blues Brothers, where you always come in where Jake is in the tunnel with Carrie Fisher, you know, and she's not in the gold metal bikini, unfortunately. But she does have a machine gun. Baby! Right, baby, baby. And he takes his sunglasses off, you know? And you always come in right there, and it's like, come on. Oh, you can't say no to... John Belushi with his sunglasses off. Oh, in the dark in a tunnel. And he dumps her in the mud. All right, let's go. Boom. Hit it. Hit it. Right. And then you can't stop watching because then it's the epic car chase with thousands of cop cars getting I think a out. lot of people experience the Lebowski for the first 40 minutes. All right. Like me and Brad. Yeah. And you've well, only experienced from minute 90 to 91, apparently. This is it. This is my minute. <laughs> It's amazing that I put this much shit together this quickly. All right, that's a complicated case. A lot of ins, a lot of outs. Now, seriously, the first time you saw this movie, mm-hmm. the very first time, did the you see it in the theater? Ever. Yeah. Did yes, you see it in the I theater? saw it in the theater. I saw, the, I saw this in the theater. What did you think? <sighs> that's a complicated question because I didn't think what I think of it now. Just tell me your. Just. What you thought? Was it good? How about that? I thought it was exceptional, but I didn't think it was. Um, I didn't. I didn't know it was going to be as transformative to my life as it has become. But you really loved it. You I liked really, it a lot. really liked it. I really better than it. Fargo because it followed Fargo. I thought Oscar. Fargo. I didn't see Fargo in the theater, and I, I didn't appreciate Fargo. I've only ever seen Fargo once. Okay. I watched Fargo once, and I said, "Yeah, that's good. I like it." Interesting. Burn after reading. Right? That's what it's called? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Watched it once. I liked it. Um, oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? I watched last night again for probably the 5,000th time. You love that one. Oh, my God. I love that one. Better than Lebowski. No. No. Okay. I watched Lebowski end to end. Jesus Christ. It's worn out the heads on my VCR. You said it, man. Nobody fucks with Nobody this. fucks with the Christ. Movie. Yeah, I mean, I have a four-head VCR player, and I have nine copies of the Lebowski that I play on that VHS machine. That used to be a status symbol to have a four-head VCR. Flying you know? head erase. Holy mm-hmm. shit. Flying erase head. Wasn't that what it was called? You were, yeah. You were fancy then. Oh, uh, you were. Separate heads for playback, rewind, record. Hi-fi VCR. Oh. God. Stereo. God. You know what the first movie I ever listened to on my forehead Sony VHS videotape recorder was weird science. 
Batman with Michael Keaton. Ah, with around the sound. With Dolby around the sound. <laughs> Dolby interesting, interesting technology there. Ah, it was fantastic. It was in my bedroom. I was in I was in the high school. That was like what, eighty two? No, that was nineteen eighty nine. I got it as a graduation present. I know. Come on, you know I've seen Batman. I, I got it as a graduation present. The VCR, I got that's what I. So you want to talk about a fucking nerd? What I asked for for graduation was not a Camaro, but it was a Sony VHS forehead hi-fi. Hey, if you were really nerdy, you would have asked for a Sony Beta. Like, give me a fucking Beta player. Oh, my buddy had a Beta Max. I'll only be able to rent twelve movies. Yeah, but they'll fuck be, it. The, the quality will be, awesome. be slightly. The quality's going to be slightly better. The quality's going to be slightly better. <laughs> Only slightly. But I notice it. Don't you? Can't you're you see stupid. the difference? What's wrong with you? Duh. You're going to need to get a, you know, an S video cable for that thing to truly appreciate it. <laughs> it's what got like five little pins. When you run into that, what is that, coax? RCA. Wow, coax. Nice. Turned into the nerdiest shit ever. But you asked me, I, I gotta tell you. You I, liked it. I, I liked it. I liked it. I liked you it. Saw it, it only in the grew. theater. Mm-hmm. I still saw it in the theater, and then I, I got it on um, the DVD. I bought my father this film for Father's Day. Shit, many, many years ago. And we sat down and watched it together. And he Wait, fucking loved it. Did I miss Father's... Wait, did I miss Father's Day? Please you tell me. You might have Mother's Day. That was just the other day. That was oh, some... shit. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. Damn just it. make a note and send something. Well, she lives with us, so that's She awkward. comes in with the mail tomorrow. Yeah. Just tell her you're sorry. Give her a slap on the ass and say, thanks. Get downstairs. That's That's one way. It's one way to do it. But yeah, you like you like the shit. I liked it. Didn't you guys like it? No, in fact, you're in the very small minority of people that I've talked to who like thoroughly enjoyed it upon first viewing. So what is there not to like about it? The story makes no sense. The story is ludicrous. You keep saying that, and I believe that the story makes fantastic sense. Please describe in detail the story. Well, I think your bumper tells the story of the story. Don't you put it back on us, man. You tell me what happens in this movie. What do you mean what happens in this movie? What's Tell me the plot of the movie. How about that? The plot of the movie. Yes. First of all, it's a film. Do you not agree that this is a film? This is of one of the, one of the greatest films of our generation. Uh, I'm not sure. Library Interstel- of Congress Interstellar agrees. is a film, you know. What? Interstellar is a film. Oh, come on. Interstellar is magnificent. Yes. And I've watched it twice, not in a theater like you. Three times, but whatever. It set a record for you, blah, blah, blah. I listened to it for like six weeks. (laughs) (laughs) I always just love Interstellar. You want to talk about TARS at all? Well, yeah, with Case, we can do that. Sure. Case actually had more heroic moments than TARS. I'm prepared to discuss Interstellar. But, but the, it, I mean, the plot of the film, I mean, I don't fucking know. It's a guy that goes bowling. He gets wrapped up in some fucked up shit. And he unravels a complicated case. It's magnificent. It shows the true genius of the dude. He was not part of the compromised second draft. 
Let this guy ask, is of a higher mind. Do you not agree with that? Well, let me I ask agree you with a that. question, though. Does Brandt know that the Big Lebowski is embezzling money from the Little Lebowski Urban Achievers? Oh, does he know? Does he know that the ringer was a ringer? Does he know that Bunny didn't actually get kidnapped? I, You know, that's conjecture, man. <laughs> well, that's what this podcast is a third about. There's shit. <laughs> There's shit that goes on in between the takes that we don't know about. Of course. You've probably read the answer to your question. I've not read. No, I've, I, I've I have. have all the secrets of the Lebowski like you. Have. I have like searched you have all the answers. I don't. I have searched low and high for the answers to this question. That's why I asked you. It's not a trick, man. It's not a trick. Okay. Well, if that's there, the case, there's no. The story makes no sense, and they even make an inside joke to it. I don't know if we've ever actually referenced this, but Maud, when referring to the pornographic film starring Carl Hungus, not to be confused with Carl Green Greenman. Let's go. Keep going. <laughs> says the story is ludicrous which is it, like a like a deliberate jab at this movie because it's based in part off the big sleep which also has a ludicrous story which kind of makes no sense and it doesn't matter because it's about the characters how does this not make sense though it I'm, makes I'm no curious. sense well if you well, what I, doesn't give me give me the outline so i understand because i'm well i tried to does the titular Lebowski know that Bunny has not actually been kidnapped? No. He doesn't know that? So he thinks that she has been kidnapped? I believe that he thinks that she has been kidnapped. Do the nihilists know that she has not been kidnapped? Do the nihilists know that she has not been kidnapped? No. I don't believe that the nihilists... I think it's just a couple of... But they were the ones... Idiots. Who were supposed to have kidnapped her. Yes, they're taking advantage of a situation. What situation? That she went on a trip? That she went on her little trip. She disappeared. How would the Nihilists have such information about the titular Lebowski? He's floating in her pool. How would they know that her own husband doesn't know that she just went on a trip? She probably does this all the time. She's there. He's floating in her pool. That's all I can say. That's what makes sense. I'm talking about what makes sense in my brain, not what makes sense to the universe of the Big Lebowski gods. Okay? And if you fuck this movie up for me, Adam. (laughs) Listen, I already fucked. I'm going to be really disappointed in my appearance on episode 91. This is a widely held belief, and it it but it's okay. My point is that it's okay. The story doesn't have to make sense. It's about the characters and how life doesn't fucking make sense. That's exactly right. This film to me is so rich that I don't I'm allowed to just go, okay, whatever. Absolutely. Okay, that's fine. Look, I've not spent Three years of my life dissecting this shit one minute at a time. I'm sorry for you. I'm not saying that that's fucked up or anything. I'm just saying that that's what you've done. It's not what I've done. So I don't have answers to these deep questions. You're busy, like, you know. Running a fucking golf course. Yes. Chinch bugs. Do you know what they are? Manganese. Do you have any idea? You don't have fucking know. They jump. They can jump six feet. These things are crazy. crazy. You have to move the holes all over every fucking front to back. And the grubs. You got a water shit. You don't even know. The moles. All that (sighs) crab grass. I mean, you and Brad, three years ago, went on Kickstarter 
You went on Kickstarter. It wasn't easy. You raised $3 million. You overshot by $2 million. You quit your jobs. Mm -hmm. And you launched this podcast. Hooray for you. I'm sick of reading about you guys on The Verge. You're welcome. Here you are. You did a great thing. Congratulations. Not Not all of us can do this. But listen, don't you for a second pretend that you understand this story. Oh, I have no idea what's going on. All right, that's all I wanted to hear, because it makes no sense. I think it does, I, I think it does make some sense. I think it does make some sense. I'm waiting for to you say to that explain it to me. The whole thing doesn't make sense is, is odd. We just get to this point in this at 9031 where he unravels the case. There's, there's some dissonance, right? Because I think simultaneously it makes sense, and yet it doesn't make sense, and your mind kind of shifts rapidly between those two sentiments, right? And it's that tension that allows your brain, it's almost like a jet engine that powers your mind through the movie, and it's what allows someone to watch it again and again and again and enjoy it more every time you watch it, not less. Other movies, if they were more traditional plot-based, you take in the plot, you assimilate it, you don't really need to do it again, maybe once or twice. That's a brilliant analysis, Brett. I think you just hit it, and you know, you guys have referenced it over and over again. The way that that each scene, and almost not each scene, but a lot of the scenes build upon the dialogue or the currency of the previous scene or a previous scene, like, I give him a reasonable allowance, right? Like, these, the reuse of language throughout the movie creates some sense to the film that I don't even think you recognize the first couple of times you watch it. And as you watch it over and over again, you're like, holy shit, the guy spraying the fucking shoes does look like Saad Hussein, right? And that shit does line up. I mean, it's jacked up, and every, this aggression will not stand. I mean, over and over and over again. The reuse of language drives sort of a familiarity and a comfort level with the film that maybe allows you to suspend belief between the frames. Yeah, and I think we mentioned a little bit about that because um, some of the characters are reusing dialogue from other characters early in the movie, earlier in the movie that they had no interaction with. A fucking brick. What is it? The, the gold bricker? Gold bricker. He comes Fucking Walter goes into the Big Lebowski and says, "The fucking you're a gold bricker." Yeah, yeah. We talked. About, where was the first instance of gold bricking? It was just a couple of episodes. You guys talked about this. It shit. Was the Malibu police chief? Yes. Right. Take your gold, gold bricking brick. ass. Take your gold bricking right. Yes. Right. And the Malibu police chief has no. Unless the dude, like, relayed that story to Walter, like, Walter would have no cause to say Goldbricker. See, I think that there's a higher power with Walter somewhere in this. Because Walter then walks into the Big Lebowski's um, office at the the end. Titular Lebowski. What what do you want me to say? Titular. Titular? Yeah. Titular. 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 Of or relating to the title. Okay, titular, the titular Lebowski. Sure. Uh, Thank you. And he relays all this shit that Maud has laid on the dude. Like, Walter has done the sense-making on all this. He unravels the whole thing at the end, right? Well, yes, and we've got to get back to that at some point, because in an earlier episode, we did say, like, 
Walter is so bombastic, but so cocksure of himself, this whole movie. I love that word. You don't know what to think of him. Yeah, cocksure. You don't know what to think of him at first. It's like, and then like over the course of the next 30 or 40 minutes, he's revealed to be full of shit. Like everything he has said has been wrong. They're not amateurs. They actually went through then cut off a toe and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) But like he is still so cock sure of himself. He's like, no, they're supposed to, you know, they send us a toe and we're supposed to shit our pants and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) But at the end of the day, he's right. You know, he's fucking right the whole time. But as a viewer, you don't, it's, it's, masterful filmmaking even if the story doesn't make any sense because and again it's character based because they're playing with our expectations of Walter and you know his prognostications of what's going on oh yeah he must be right because he's so confident and it's like he's demonstrated literally to be so catastrophically wrong and then swing it back around and then he's right but it's like th- they play it up and down like a sine wave up down up down mm-hmm. and you never know like is he right is he wrong when you finish the movie it's like fucking walter was right the whole time well, if he much. fucking drew a line through the sine wave he's right <laughs> right? right that's interesting right. man the that's average interesting man the that's average interesting that shit man. out mm-hmm. i should go see this guy <laughs> I should right. go see this fucking Lebowski. Yes. That was Walter, a bad move. He should not have done that. Walter makes the sense of the opening. He sets the stage for the whole thing. Without Walter, there's, there's no just, movie. There's just some frustrating bowling going on. The dude gets his rug peed on and he's pissed. I want my carpet. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my throw rug? Where's my? I want my carpet. <laughs> is that is that Brad? Is that what it? He said, yeah. I want my carpet. I want to say my it. carpet. It's so good when you say it. That's when I ran the stop sign. By the way, <laughs> that's what I was listening to when you did that. I was fucking I laughing so hard. Carpet. I ran a fucking stop sign in the little city that I run. I ran a fucking stop sign. I want my carpet. <laughs> Can't even take it. <laughs> By the way, do you know what what my white Russian's sitting on right now? Oh God! A uh, tiny little rug poster uh, that brings the room together. I want that I carpet. carpet. I want my little carpet because I want to put my drink down. <laughs> I want my carpet. So you can start pulling that that line out, right? You you make your drink, you sit down in your easy chair, and then you can. I you yell know, to my children. Yeah. <laughs> I want my carpet. <laughs> and they'll come running over, averting their gaze. Oh, they Papa, don't even. Here you go. Here you go, Papa. Here you go, Papa. You can be like Crispin Glover in the sequel <laughs> to uh, <laughs> to uh, Wild at Heart. I want my carpet. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's the best line that never showed up in a film. <laughs> yeah. You guys, I think that's the best. I'm writing a movie that revolves around that. It doesn't matter who said it. You contextualized it. No, I'm going to fucking make it be a target checkout, dude. You terrify your children with it. You know, you made it your own. (laughs) Yeah. Well, then we're going to build on it. The whole film is going to be about people yelling that word, (laughs) those words. 
in different contexts. It's going to be like one of those movies with like 44 people in the cast all doing parallel stories at the same time. And it's all going to be it's oh, an ensemble piece. Yes. Mm. Cool. That's yeah. Like a uh, like a Magnolia type of situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I dream I like, big. I dream you like big. that movie Magnolia. Um, it was okay. You a big PTA fan or not? Um, you know, I've seen it once. It's pretty I liked good. it enough to watch it. I think I don't remember too much about it. To tell you. John C. Riley's in it. I know he is. You might want to check it out again. Maybe I will. I actually own it. I own it on DVD. By it's the way. pretty good. It was one of those that I wanted to see so badly, and I watched. I was like, "That was really good," but I just never did it again. Yeah, it grows on you. But that's what I was getting at. Like this movie, Lebowski. Like I said, you're in the minority for people who see it the first time and recognized it for how awesome it was. I don't know that I recognized it. This is what I did. I really liked the dude. Yeah, I mean, there was shit I liked, too, but, like... I liked his stoner attitude. I liked his um, nonconformist way. I liked the quirkiness of the dialogue. I just thought it was a really smart movie. I really thoroughly enjoyed it. It was, like, one of those I walked out, and I was like, shit, I really fucking enjoyed that. Huh. See, that's fascinating, because I had seen Fargo, maybe even owned it on VHS or some shit, and I loved it, watched it a lot. I was a big uh, Buscemi fan. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Reservoir Dogs. Mm. He, uh, he was just Trees Lounge, I think, came out before Fargo disturbing, too. Disturbing film. Living in Oblivion. I mean, tons of it. So Buscemi was a one of my big guys. So I saw Fargo. He was awesome in that, of course, and I loved it. Couldn't fucking wait to see this movie, Lebowski. And Brad and I have talked about this a little bit, but it came out the same sort of time as, um, what, Kingpin? Yeah. Was it Kingpin? Kingpin. I saw Kingpin in the theater, too. And also, um, A Simple Plan with, uh, what, Bill... Bill Paxton was in Paxton. there. Yeah, so I'm not sure why I wasn't. Yeah, he was the shit. He was in Aliens. He had like an eight year run where he was the shit. Just fucking killed it. And then he was on a rom com and it ruined it, right? Wasn't he in like. I don't remember this rom com. Yeah, he was in a rom com. Bill Paxton. You have to pull up his IMDb. I'm not doing it. But a simple plan. We do, but I'm trying not to. But a simple plan, I, I think it was Sam Raimi. Anyway, yes. it's like, it's a million dollar, like, let's steal the million dollars. And then one of the clips they showed for the preview for Lebowski was, why don't we keep the whole million? And then tangentially was Kingpin, where it's Woody Harrelson and Bill Murray in this bowling movie. So it it was a very confused time. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't know what to expect. Yeah, I was expecting, like, Fargo, like... I was basically expecting no country for old men. Like they would take Fargo and like expand on it and make it even more jarring and terrible, but have a little, you know, some moments of like real human interaction. You could like really get sucked in and then just have uh, hit you with it. And instead I got this. So for me, it was that at that point in my life, I wasn't thinking about it. Like, at all. 
you, you just went into movies with zero expectations? No, I went in them, in them with some some expectation, but I was not at the that point where pure. I was truly connecting dots. Like, oh, this is the Coen brothers. They did Fargo. They're going to have a visual language. They're going to... Like, I didn't study film. Like, I, I get... The, like, you guys do, right? Like, you did. You had a deep appreciation. I think you walked around with um, a heightened sense of awareness, right? I mean, maybe. Um, it seems like you're giving us too much credit, but no, maybe. I don't think I am. I mean, I've spent time with both of you guys. You guys both have a sensibility about you that is lo- that is much longer in history. I think, you know, Brad and I are actually good, very, very good friends in, in real life. Adam, you and I are good friends in real life, but we haven't spent enough time together. To Not a lot of like, time. Right. But, but the time we've spent together has been, in my estimation, magnificent. High quality time. Yes, high quality. But Brad and I, I mean, we've spent, Brad, right? You've not said anything Countless. on this podcast. Yes, countless hours. Wait, who's the, who are you talking to there? Bradley. It's just me. C- C- Carl? C- yeah, whatever. Krill? It doesn't make a fucking difference. Krill? The reality is, is that Brad and I have spent hours and hours, and I understand his appreciation, like, and I mean deep appreciation for movies and film and connecting dots, and he's taught me all of this. He's taught me how to look at things in very different ways, and so... I don't think that I walked into the Lebowski with this feeling that it was going to be something that had to compare to Fargo because I'm not sure that I knew <laughs> that it was the same motherfuckers who made Fargo, if that makes hmm. any sense. Interesting. Well, of course, I was just does. able to watch this thing. It wasn't until after the Lebowski did I go, oh, right. You know, it's like when you see like the Tenenbaums and the Life Aquatic and, um, you know, all those films that you go, oh, this has a visual language and I understand and I get this and there's something going on there that that makes sense. Well, that's another dude's like we saw Bottle Rocket yes. and then we had to see Rushmore and already like going into Rushmore, we had expectations. But I think I had deeper expectations for that series of films than I did for Cohen early, the Cohen brothers early on. I mean, Bottle Rocket spoke to me. Rushmore was mind blowing to me. Yes, absolutely. Rushmore was one of the great um eye opening experiences I ever had when it came to like sort of like beginning to see the craft of making movies. And you know what's a shame about that? A friend of ours, Simon, I don't know if you listened to that episode, but he was yeah, on our I did not know. Okay. You can tell me the number and I'll go back and listen to it though. Uh I don't know if in two weeks when I get through the next episode. Right. It's like 29 or 30 or 26. 33, I, I think. I'm not the sure. Jesus, it's by the far Jesus episode. It's the most downloaded episode. Oh, by far. But he is, um, I, I'm going to get the, the preferred nomenclature incorrect, but he's on the board for the National Film Registry. I've heard you repeatedly speak of this episode. Yes. So he's one of the people that gets together once a year and decides what films are preserved for future generations. Yeah. And there's, I don't know if they're, they may be like more like unwritten or unspoken rules because it's not nom. Right. But you can only have so many films by a certain director. And then if they have two or he or she has two, like somebody else is going to have the upper hand and they'll choose something else. But I feel like 
directors like the Coens and Wes Anderson deserve so many movies to be preserved for everybody. And they're just not, it's not going to happen. But Lebowski, I'm happy to say, partly in due to the efforts of Simon, is now on the National Film Registry. So it will be preserved. And I think that that's magnificent. I've heard you guys talk about that. And, you know, I like to say that it had a lot to do with um, the exposure that Simon got on this well, podcast. Well, it oh, didn't, a, no, it a didn't. Doubt. It had Absolutely. everything to do. Not a lot. Everything yes. to do. I mean, he had to make a decision to come on. So there was a little bit that was his, but the rest right, has I'll everything to do with you. Yeah, he did have to. Right. You're right. Okay. Yeah, half a percent. But I mean, if I look at this and I think about Bottle Rocket and Rushmore and what, the Tannenbaums, and then it was Life Aquatic, and then there was some stuff in between, I think, and then Darjeeling, which I fucking loved. I couldn't stand a second of it. Oh, I fucking Hated loved that it. shit. I really liked Moonrise Kingdom. That's okay. Um, and you know, the latest, The Grand Budapest? I liked that a lot. I, I lost interest about... Two-thirds of the way through. See, I think I everyone has him. a different Wes Anderson threshold. Yeah, they the, do. Well, the thing with Wes Anderson, and so you were talking before about should we, you know, he has so many films that might deserve to be preserved. But really, like, one Wes Anderson film is really enough. Well, I feel I, like no, he's making the same two. movie. In a lot of ways, he's just doing it again and again. The Royal Tenenbaums and Rushmore, to me, stand out, stand out above the rest. No, I would agree. And the I think at some point, everyone has a different point where they're just like, okay, it's enough. Like, I don't need to see Wes Anderson make the same movie again. No, I think that that three, if I think about it, Rushmore, Tenenbaums, Life Aquatic, those three fit together in a way that I would love to have some skill and an <laughs> ounce of talent. Just stop there. Just stop there. In my <laughs> ability to assess them so, in any way other than I liked them. Yeah. I mean, you know what I, I'm saying? Yeah, I've never that. seen the Grand Budapest Hotel. You should watch it. I'll probably for, watch it, but I'll say this. That's where I think I hit my limit, though, because I watched for, the trailer for it and I was like, oh, it's like, is this a Wes Anderson film or just like a Saturday Night Live parody, parody of a Wes of Anderson film? I can't tell anymore. Like, I, I don't know. I haven't been interested in his movies since Life Aquatic because they've all been intensely boring and one of them involved puppets. So... I didn't see that one. The Fantastic Mr. Sake, Fox is that I'm one. I'm not watching that shit. Okay, obviously. Let me, let me change no, come on. But Grand Budapest. But let me yeah. finish now. All right. I went into Grand Budapest thinking, so maybe my expectations were low. But like, whatever. It's going to be another Moonrise Kingdom or something, which I didn't particularly enjoy. And I was entertained and interested the entire time. And I, when it finished, I was like that was an enjoyable movie. Not the best movie I've ever seen. That was an enjoyable, whatever, 100 minutes of my life. Good and, job. And really, nice that's movie. an amazing achievement in and of itself. It I is. I it fell asleep is. during it. Well, might want to give it another chance. I didn't like The Big Lebowski and, until second I viewing. It, I have it on the iTunes, so I could watch it again, because I thought it was going to be great. All right. I, I would give it another chance. Watch it with somebody else. Who shares your sensibilities? Maybe you can laugh together. Yeah, I don't know. That makes a difference sometimes. Maybe, maybe you'd have to come over and we could watch it together. I would like nothing more. Then let's let's plan for that. Let's plan it. Because the second time I watched Lebowski was with 
my colleague Brad. And that's when it happened for you? That's when it happened for me. Brad liked it the first time. Well, and because maybe that's because we watched it together, right? I think so. I mean, I'll say I, I definitely enjoyed it. I thought it was hilarious, insanely so. I didn't think... I didn't. I never in a million years thought that uh, seventeen years later I'd be recording a podcast about it. That it would no, have that impact. No, it wasn't until maybe the fortieth time I saw it that I started thinking <laughs> that way. <laughs> well, you and I have watched it together, Brad. Yeah, we have Mul- multiple times. Very true. Um, and, and I will say that I've introduced it to a whole bunch of people. That's excellent. And the first time that they watch it, they usually fall asleep. Yes, that has happened to me also. Um, primarily because we watch it after hours of drinking. Sure. And I say, you know what we should do? <laughs> yeah. It's like, like it's 2.30 oh, a.m. I'm going to put everybody in the fucking house to sleep now. It's like a lullaby. Yep. I did that like a week ago. they come back and visit and they go, you know, let's fucking put that Lebowski movie on. <laughs> I tried to make some white Russians and now it's just become like a drinking film. I tried to do it with my mother-in-law and she was like, well, not the intercourse, not the the sexual intercourse. Uh, Just watch Lebowski. I'll be careful with my terminology. Lost in translation. Asleep within 10 minutes. Really? My sister-in-law asleep within 30 minutes. It's yeah, definitely a sleepy time movie, but it's awesome. Yeah, it's the perfect movie to go to sleep to. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> well, it's so ultimately watchable. Yeah, I think it's the point. So but this, I, I, I got some notes. Do we want to talk I about, was about anything? To say, yeah, yeah, let's yeah, do, yeah we should probably talk about it. Actually, has a lot of cool this, shit in it. Let's, so let's talk about the minute. I'm going to listen as you guys talk about the minute. Right, we got like six minutes, maybe. Let's get this over with. We're shitting all over any sorts of rules, man. I fucking ruined this podcast. Oh, Way to it. go, man. We, we, you guys, like you guys talk about the minute. I have one thing I want to say, and then you guys just do it. <laughs> you pop in anytime. So, all right. If no one else wants to talk. <laughs> well, I was I'll waiting say, for you to pop one, in. So here's the one thing that I noticed. Check that out and post. Nah, there's no editing, man. No editing. So Maud says, father's weakness is vanity, hence Mm -hmm. the slut. Hence the slut. Uh Yet here she is, a feminist who can enjoy the healthy, zesty enterprise of sex. Yet here she is, in essence, using this kind of shameful word. She's using this to, you know, belittle Denigrate. Uh, denigrate bunny. Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, I think, well, one, you know, so it shows it's just I guess it's just of note. Right. Because on one yeah. hand, it shows maybe you could say an inconsistency. But on the other hand, it also shows that, OK, even she is not immune. Right. A heart still beats mm. within her breast here because she just hates her father's uh, new wife. But also, isn't Bunny, like, kind of, like, tearing down a lot of the work that maybe Maud is doing by being, like, like feeding into the stereotype of the blonde-haired bimbo who just is in porn? And it's like, Maud 
is a businesswoman who's in charge of the family fortune and is a respected international artist. And it's like, you know, she's pissed. She's kind of pissed at Bunny. Let her, like, forget the fact that it's her quote unquote dick quote stepmom. But, like, what are you doing, man? You're, like, ruining everything I'm trying to work for here. Yeah, I don't necessarily think that it's um, incongruent. Because I think that she is both a feminist and a very well-established, well-put-together human being. I'm not going to say woman, human being. And I think it's very fair to say that anybody that looked at Bunny and her relationship to the fucking old man, the gold bricker in the fucking wheelchair. The titular Lebowski. The titular gold bricker. The titular gold bricker. The mal- the, what, is, what is it? The malingerer. The malingerer. The malingerer. I have to look that up again. Um, the one who fakes diseases, I think, is what it is, or fakes fakes an ailment. Hypochondriac. I think it's very fair. I mean, I think it's completely within character for Maude to call her a slut. I have I have no issue with that whatsoever. I don't, I don't either. I don't either. I think that that is completely aligned with Maude's perception of herself, how she holds herself, with the way that she carries herself. The more surprising element to me in this scene is the fact that Maude's fucked the big the the, the dude <laughs> right. in his filth. In his filth. In his motherfucking I mean, Wallowing filthy. in his own crapulence. I mean, and she just, she can barely fucking tolerate. I mean, she feigns some interest when he says, oh, I'm in the music industry. Right. There's a little moment. Oh? Oh. 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 I mean, <laughs> yes. I mean, look, you guys have heard those words, right? In bed. You've both heard those things, <laughs> right? You've both heard. Too numerous to count. Oh. Uh, oh. Here it comes. Oh, here it is. I oh. have made a huge fucking mistake, <laughs> and you are it. Well, I hear them every and Tuesday and Thursday. In my, in my cervix, so I'm going to practice At some yoga right now. 9.45 p.m. That's it. That's what's <laughs> that is what is happening. Twice a week? What am I, a machine? Yeah, what the fuck? So, yeah. no. So, Brad, I... My refractory I don't, period I, I is 28 days. I don't see this as a, as a factor like of feminism as much as I just see it as a um, as a human being going, she's fucking useless. Right. No, exactly. Well, and this is, I guess, was my point. You know, I wasn't necessarily saying that it was incongruous, like, from the standpoint of the character, the writer, as much as it's telling, right? Because it's showing her humanity overpowering her her rhetoric what's her rhetoric well i think her rhetoric might be um, i'm an artist i care about females some men don't even like the term vagina they can't stand the mere sound of it vagina you know that's her whole right. shtick you know i might also be comparing this well, you do know, you think that mod thinks that um bunny has a vagina or do you think she has a cunt do you oh i, I see what See, I was going to say, I was going to work cunt into another, like, word and, like, combine them, and then I didn't, because I thought I had said it too much. Mm. So I'm glad you did it. But then you did it. But I just used it. Well. That's good. That's my question. I don't know. Maude thinks that Maude is elevating the word vagina. I don't think she thinks Bunny has a vagina. 
So that's fucking interesting, man. I love listening to you guys. No, I'm serious though, but but that does play into this. It's like she she looks down on Bunny. I guess that's what I was getting at. It's like she doesn't Bunny's not in the same class. Even though she is in the same class as her to some degree financially. But Maud's there fucking the dude, man. Right? <sighs> She's the fucking slut. That's a good fucking point, man. <laughs> I mean, Let's fucking break this shit down. Well, is, is she a slut? Because she's there for procreation. It's not Whatever. for fun or Whatever. for money, right? Whatever. She's there to fuck. Is that is that still a slut? She's the, It's biological. Shit. As systematic as it was, she had the doctor check him out, blah, 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 blah. It's her one-night stand. It's her she's, version of the one-night stand. gaining something from it. Okay. Okay. Well, no, it's different than a one-night stand. You don't really get much from a one-night stand. It's what do you mean like you don't a, get much from a one-night stand? It's a, it's a brief moment of pleasure, and then you're done. Maud wants children. Yeah, but she, you, maybe you assume too much, right? Maybe maybe she... Maybe, maybe not all people that have one-night stands are just interested in getting getting off. They may have some sort of twisted shit that they... I think there should be a different term for that, then. A one-night... Stan, doesn't that kind of imply like it's just there, it's a moment of pleasure, and then you're done? I don't know. Isn't that the implication? I don't know. I don't know. I don't necessarily. Because if if that's not the implication, then it should be called something else. I just think there's a whole lot of shit wrapped up in when she says, I think Brad's hitting like the fucking mark when he says that there's a whole lot of shit wrapped up in this thing when she says the slut. Hmm. Right? It deserves unpacking. Like, you guys should do a podcast about the podcast of every minute of the Big Lebowski. Oh, already on the docket, man. Clearly, where you you're not this, a golfer. <laughs> where you break this down. Because this shit just got interesting to me. That's interesting. <laughs> well, thank you. An hour and a half into it. I'm, we're glad it's finally interesting. You. No, I mean, it's been fascinating. The whole thing. It's been magnificent. <laughs> but that, that, that blows my mind that there can be that much but think about it though that there can be that much wrapped up in just like so can i ask you a question i guess what do you think jean-luc picard would do in this situation (laughs) well in episode eight entitled i'm a douchebag (laughs) on a sunday watching in my mom's basement number one take over have data assist i'll be on the holodeck Touching and fingering my grapes as if they were two blue balls hanging down. I only have a vague ability to say who that even is. You know who it is. Come on. Yeah, buddy, he's French. But I don't know, like, his character. I don't, I've never, I've never a watched vineyard. a single episode of that, I will say. He's got a vineyard back home, you know? But can he mouth horn? Turn your head and cough. That's what he tells those little blue balls. <laughs> all right. I don't know if he can mouth horn. Do you want to talk about any of the notes we have? Any at all? Are there are no notes. Go. Spit takes. I have 12 links for spit takes. What are spit takes? Tell me, tell me more about spit takes. What are those? You don't know what a spit take is? I do, but why do you, why are there... <laughs> That's all I was. Re- that's literally all I researched for this oh, episode. Because the dude takes, does the spit, spit takes. takes. What did you guys think of the spit take? 
I thought it was great because it lingered and it kept going. So it increases the chances of conception. So that's the whole thing with a spit take is somebody takes a drink and then somebody else says something shocking or alarming or funny or whatever. Mm-hmm. The dude is drinking his Caucasian and then bleh, spits it out, which I think is a pretty believable spit take because a lot of people do this like spray as if they're like flame throwing people, you know, he doesn't do that. It comes like in like a, like a pretty condensed stream that kind of goes up and out, not like the spray good spit take. But then the other half of a spit take that I think even Danny Thomas, who from what I could gather had the first, like widely recognized and perhaps televised spit take ever on Make Room for Daddy, otherwise known as the Danny Thomas Show. Even he kind of sprayed it out there, but the dude kind of glurgs it out. And then the second half of the spit take where it goes back down a little bit and you're, you're kind of half coughing because you just had an unexpected liquid event in your throat. You know, let me explain something to you about the dude, you know, and it's still going on, this which is I like, think is like fucking genius. It's the gritty, realistic spit take. This isn't the cartoony vaudeville right. spritz spit oh, take. Oh, ha Here's to your fuck, Frank. No, it's yeah, not that. It's not. This is the Battlestar Galactica of spit takes. Well, I, you might need to expand on that. I'm not sure what that means. Do you think Battlestar Galactica was pretty gritty? Um, yeah, I do. The new one or Dirk Benedict? No, the new one, not Dirk Benedict. So it's like the titular spit take. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I mean, you know, it could be Battlestar Galactica was gritty. It, 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 are you talking about the 1980s biggie, 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 biggie? Are you talking about (laughs) the one that you made me watch on DVD? The one I made you watch on DVD. All right. I don't know um, if that was so gritty, Brad. Maybe gritty isn't the right word. That might be the right word. Maybe what I would say is like a kind of like they took something that you see or a trope in television. You try to expand upon it in a realistic manner. Right. And I think it ushered in a whole new set of television shows that did this like um the walking dead for example owes a shitload to battlestar galactica okay here's what i open those gates here's what i think about that i think nypd blue ushered in battlestar galactica i think nypd blue was um revolutionary and ahead of its time one of the first on the television shows that was just bashing through the walls. So just like, it, was, it fucking blew everything up. Here's right. why I would say Battlestar Galactica for the spit take and not NYPD Blue. <laughs> for the spit because, take specifically? Yes, because the right. spit take, again, it's like this kind of trope, right? It's something yeah, that maybe I mean, is cheesy, right? Like uh-huh. Battlestar Galactica or, you know, a show about people on a spaceship in general. Like that's a certain type of like 
genre show that's only for a certain type of uh, person, right? Like, don't watch it or lest you be someone that's labeled as a man living in your mom's basement, right? <laughs> Which is all fair. I have no problem with that. Galactica, though, <laughs> again, took that and made it hey, more. Cole, this is when we're going to whisper to ourselves. He can't hear us. <laughs> they so Brad's, Brad's talking about Battlestar Galactica right I now. Know. He so, made me watch the DVDs. Yeah, I tried. I watched one, maybe one and a half. Wait. I watched the first two episodes, and I was like, I'm done. He stopped talking. Shh, shh, shh. Let's go back to Brad. So what's really important is that we all learn to speak Dothraki. (laughs) That is my concluding argument. Let's agree to disagree. You didn't finish. You you heard us, didn't you? I could hear a little bit of that, yeah. I I just I I'm sorry. I was writing down in the document like Battlestar Galactica is the spit take of TV tropes, and then I forgot like what any of it meant. I don't even know what, what that means. Like, can you? I'm going to use my internet to to define tropes. I really want to. Well, TV tropes in particular. Research it's taking tropes. a a spit it's, take. It's, it's conventions. All you I'm know, saying is, I it's a more it realistic take on what a spit take would actually be what okay. an actual human but being that, might do when a woman is doing conception yoga in your bed and then lets you know what you're doing understood. you're going to like in essence do, ha- do what happened to the dude and have it stuck in your throat and be lost for words right all dude, that stuff. i get it i get it but like w- relate it back to battlestar galactica now i don't understand <laughs> so battlestar like galactica, how the they were doing the realistic version, spit take the 1980s version you have um, okay. Beep, 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 whole, right? Like, like civilization Carl, gets destroyed. Krill, Everyone is left name? on these ships and they're trying to travel to a new planet that may theoretically exist called Earth in order to rebuild their civilization. Along the way, they do things like run into a robot that wears a cowboy hat and shit that like doesn't even make any sense. You're right. That is so realistic. Whereas in <laughs> the new Battlestar Galactica, they had to figure out like, oh yeah, we're going to actually start killing people because we don't have enough to feed them, etc. Things like that. Right? Okay. The kind of like horrible shit that might actually happen if your whole civilization <laughs> ended. Okay. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Okay. So they killed people. Instead right. of like fetishizing the uh, apocalyptic, like, space apocalypse scenario. Well, and then turning into, like, again, like, oh, we're the only people left, but let's go have a wacky adventure on a planet that's like the Old West and, and Instead stuff of like struggling that. intensely to survive. Right. And, like, address okay. some of the questions of, like, how could you actually survive, right? right. Like, okay, you couldn't actually it. do it. Or you'd have to make tough decisions. Like, be like, yeah, that ship broke down. Fuck it. We're just going to leave them. Right, you know, what right. I mean, it took a while, but I'm with you. I'm with you. I get, I get. I make the, tough uh, decisions like that all the time. Well, that's because you are in charge of the green, man. That's right. You got to keep that stuff low and tight. That's right. <laughs> slow and slow. That's, um, what, that's what we say. Low and slow. How about this? Uh, there's a. See, sometimes I write things down and then i have to read them back a continuous head touch this is under the visual reflective surfaces section now that we're in for okay. a mm-hmm. couple mm-hmm. seconds mm-hmm. the dude pours his drink comes back into the bedroom and he's like he he's holding his drink in his right hand and he uses his left hand 
and he kind of like caresses the t- t- like top left of his forehead because he just got smashed there by the chief of police of Malibu by his mug. So he's kind of like, just as he comes into the room, his hand is coming down, but you could tell he's like touching it. So, so revisiting an yeah. old wound. Yeah, so good continuity there. Yeah, well, there's even like a little mark on his head. Yeah, there. a little you mark. Can still a little, tell. So not yeah, too so that, bad. But that, a little mark. Uh, yeah, that wound still exists because this was only like an hour or two ago that he got smashed in the head. So, you know, good good move there. That was they, nice. They could have shot this like months apart. So, see, that's the kind of shit that you guys see that I don't see. No, it's just a nice move. I don't get that. Like, this is what I saw. Like. Is he in his fucking kitchen or his bedroom? That's well, a good question. That's a great question. Like, great question. And the wallpaper in that room is fucking magnificent. I mean, like, so much nicer than his bathroom paper, but... Well, I kind of like that bathroom paper. But the wallpaper, I swear to God, when I watched this minute, this is the only minute of the film I've ever seen, it, it looked like <laughs> wallpaper that would have been behind Nixon bowling. And I went back and found that other thing that you guys talked about. And it wasn't, but it was, it just, it spoke to me. And what I saw about the wallpaper behind Nixon Bowling looked like the fucking dude's rug. I want my carpet. <laughs> I want my carpet. Well, I don't even guys, remember that. As pros, this is what I want you to do, okay? Have you ever seen this thing where they've mapped The Shining? From Kubrick, the, the hotel yes. in the right. Yes, You're talking yes. about Adam Savage making the hedge maze? Yeah, I no, want no, you no. guys. I don't even know what that means, but you're no. the film major. I want you guys to map the dude's apartment. I don't think it would be that hard. It's a one bedroom bungalow. Well, he I, he's in his he's he fucked Maud. I could probably sketch it right now. It's pretty easy. He fucked Maud in his kitchen. I don't know. I think you might no, be surprised, Adam. I don't know. I don't think it's a one bedroom. I think it's a studio of sorts. I think his bed, I think his, I think he's removed the bed from his living room. I will prove you wrong. Do it. I will. I can't do it right now. I'm going to have some visual aids. We're going to like do something here in the studio. Well, if you guys want to look at on the monitor together, just talk amongst yourselves for the next 30 to 60 minutes and I'll put together some visual aids. He has kitchen cadence behind him. Uh, we understand that. While he's talking to Maud. We understand that. Those are not our concerns, dude. <laughs> you guys may have covered this in episodes three through we didn't 90. We covered exactly, but we, we did talk about the fact that there are cabinets there. And there is some confusion about the geography of the dude's apartment. <laughs> but I don't think he has converted his kitchen into a bedroom. Well, if he right, has, no, he I, I will no. say that that is genius then. That is because it is genius, so subtle. But his kitchen, he has another room that is a kitchen that's, that's, that's clearly right. visible. Right. Now, what is confusing about it, and I'm trying to I'm verifying it right now as we look at this, is um, that he. So if you go back to look at one of the shots um, like in the beginning when he's making a white Russian in his bathrobe, right? You mm-hmm. can see him at the bar and you can clearly see on to the right of that bar is a kitchen to the left. 
It's like dirty dishes in the sink and shit. Well, you right? can see a stove. You can't see the okay, sink. Okay, see the stove. But on the well, other side is a kitchen. Stove. Now, this doorway that we're seeing here, so in this scene with Maude on the bed, he's making, he's at his bar making a white Russian. There's that doorway. You can see that the part of the doorway got smashed up with the bowling ball from the, mm-hmm. in the, well, the mm-hmm. very first uh, scene in this apartment when the thug <clears throat> grabs him as he walks through the door. We've talked about that damage before, and that's still visible here. However, yeah, what are you getting at, man? What's your fucking point, Walter? Go back to the the shot. It's daytime. He's making a drink at the wall at the at the bar. This is much earlier in the film. Right now, you can if you look through that doorway. I'm looking. You see, um, the wallpaper. What wallpaper? This crazy Nixon 70s wallpaper. But you do not see the cabinets. What are you talking about? You should be seeing the cabinets there. Talking about? No. Look at the damage on the door frame. Yeah. Right? Damage on the door frame. The bathroom is at the end of the hallway, and the bedroom is just off to the left. That's how the dude can look to his left when he's standing at his bar and into his bedroom to see Maude there trying to increase her chances of conception. 100%. I'm, I'm totally on board with you. Okay. So wait, what's your fucking point? My point is... My point is there's still a spatial inconsistency. What is it? I don't so, understand what so your you problem is. So you the dude making a white Russian while he's listening to his answering machines before Mari comes to the door. Yes. Nixon's there. Nixon's he's in his there. Purpley bathroom. You see through that door. Which door? Left. Which? The, our left or his left? Our left. Okay, right. Into the hallway. Off that hallway, if you make a left as you're in that hallway, you go into his bedroom. If you continue straight down the hallway, you go into the bathroom, which is where he got his head dunked into the toilet. It it makes perfect sense. You go down the hallway, you make the immediate left, you're in his bedroom, where Maud is trying to increase her chances of conception, and then we have a shot, reverse shot. In this current minute we're in right now, where you can see no. the dude out there at no. the bar. No, no, Because when the no. dude goes to the bathroom, he doesn't go down a hallway. It's right there adjoining where his bed is. He's got two bathrooms then. Nope. There's a spatial inconsistency. Not to mention the fact that the way, if you look at the parallax as that camera moves, you can see that wall back there and you see the way it moves. Like There's actually a hallway that somehow goes to the right, like where the kitchen is. So the whole thing is effed up. This is definitely a I doubt uh, it. I, I shining doubt it. spatial inconsistency type thing. Cole was I think completely you're right. I think you're wrong. This is a very simple, simple case. Not a lot of ins, not a lot of outs. All right. They didn't have to do much with this. I see how it might work. No, I mean, so I'm not you ruling it out. But the like, dude making that white Russian with mod. There's no fucking hallway. You just walk through the doorway into that room and then go keep you keep going. You'll get to the uh, bathroom. Yes. Now, granted, as I'm looking at it again, the way these cabinets are kind of inset, that could I guess that's why you don't see them. What you're seeing is another one of these like walls that kind of just hey, up. Guys, do me a favor. <laughs> yes. Go to one twenty nine, like thirty. OK. 
I'm there. Like yeah. the dude's walking away. He's walking out of the room, right? Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. cabinetry's behind him, right? To the left. That could very well be in his bedroom. Uh, that could be... It pretty much is, because you can see the damaged door frame, right? So, humor me for a second. I'm humoring you. I already. think that there's an Atachi wand vibrator. Excuse me? Okay. I think that there's an Atachi wand vibrator right on his on that cabinetry there. Can you humor me for a second? Mm-hmm. You are 100% correct. Do you <laughs> see that shit? I do What's see it. it? There is- Can I ask what a Hitachi wand vibrator is? What is wrong with butt? you? What is do wrong you, with you? Do you put it up your butt? Is this something you put up your butt? No, it's something that creates pleasure. They sell it as a back massager. But it is by by and large the greatest um Brad, what would you, you call it? Where do you put it? Where do I put it? Yeah. I'd rather not discuss that on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> We're not on the internet. Oh, we will be on the internet. This will be on the internet, right? That's what we're doing. We're creating something that will be on the internet. Brad, do am you, I wrong about this? Do you do see you, this? No, you I, put I it see in your it mouth. It's there. You put it in your mouth. Is that where this you put it? This is a good fucking find, man. <laughs> yes. This yes. is a good yes. find. This is why you invite new eyes to the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a fucking industrial strength vaginal uh, stimulator machine there. Oh, you put it on your cunt. <laughs> I don't I have a cunt. To, I you had put to get it on a cunt. You do not put it on your cunt. You put it on. I had uh, to get one vagina. more in there. You just said it again too, though. So I think. Yeah. Whatever. He's wearing. Um, he's wearing um, skids. What are those called? Those pants. Culottes. They're not no, they, culottes. They had a very specific name in the nineties. Yeah, pretty much a hundred percent sure they're culottes. Mm, I don't buy that. Yeah, cool. Brad, do you see the vibrator there? No, I see the vibrator. I mean, I see the vibrator. I, is that a vibrator? That's a vibrator. It's company policy never to assign a. You see it again to... at one twenty nine forty when he's making his drink outside of the bedroom slash kitchen at his bar area, where he, where above him is the Richard Nixon photograph. Did they drag his ass through that room to yes. the bathroom? Yes, they did. yes, and yes. He, his bowling ball in his hand kind of like smashed that is his into kitchen. the side. I am going to say that that's his kitchen. Brad is contending. It's not his kitchen. But Brad is contending that in in this geographical reality of of this minute that we're in, the dude walks like 90 degrees off of where he should walk to get to the bathroom. Am I right, Brad? No. No? What are you saying then? What's the problem then? My, what is my problem? Yeah, what is your problem? What's your fucking problem? I don't have a no, problem No, this is anymore. perfect. It's perfect. Nope, it's perfect. I just, it all makes, I will sketch it out for you boys, and I, I will say send it, it to you. I say it makes sense. I'm not saying it doesn't make sense. I'm saying what you're saying doesn't what make sense. What the hell? So what? we both have a way where it makes sense, and maybe after you sketch it out, I'll be like, yeah, that's totally right. But I'm interested in this, uh... The vibrator. vibrator right yeah. now. So there's two options are. here. The dude he was using it on mod to get her steamed up. The, well, right? the dude has. Well, why is it even here? Right. So the dude bowls. He needs to keep his, you know, shoulders and back in tip top shape. Limber. limber. Not mind. Yes. He's not just keeping his mind limber. Yeah. He's keeping his muscles. Limber. So he needs All to use that. that. Every muscle. Right? Even his apart muscles. Or 
Or, <laughs> or he's using it on lady body parts. Well, well, I don't think that Jude gets a lot of lady visitors, right? Well, his apartment is clearly not designed for that. <laughs> exactly. He doesn't get a lot of fucking lady friends. Do you think friends. Maude brought it? No. So Maude was hanging cute. out back oh, here maybe. in her in That's his room. Good. That's really interesting. That's fucking interesting, man. So she brought it and she got herself off. Or at least started to. Dude. She needed to get herself in the mood. Had to fire herself She up. had to get herself limber, if you will, before oh. the dude got there. But there it is. It is right fucking there. Now listen, here, rewind just for a second. Okay, listen, I get it. Like, sure, it looks like a vibrator. You put it on your your Dolores, and you get warmed up, and you have a good time, right? Mm-mm. That's but, not what the Hitachi Magic Wand does to you. See, it's but not you, a warm-up machine. You know what brand it is. Of course I do. I'm a human being male who... Understands that? The who did not go to a uh, Catholic school in the woods with only twenty people <laughs> and didn't wait didn't wait around for the seven showings of Star Trek: The Next Generation <laughs> on Sunday and Saturday and Sunday nights. But Brad did, and he also knew what brand yes, it was. You okay? You forget that for hours. Think you about spent the brand. Numerous yeah. amounts of hours together. Brand. It's Hitachi. a Hitachi, specifically. So, how, how, how do you know that? Here's what you need to do. <laughs> Refer to Revenge of the Nerds. Okay, there you go. See, that's what I need. Just say that. I've seen it once. It didn't didn't stick with me. I may not be amongst my people. <laughs> oh, you're definitely not. <laughs> I saw a stranger it in a strange land. Revenge of the Nerds, right? How many times did you see Revenge of the Nerds, Brad? I don't know. A couple couple what in the 80s all of them all of those times right probably yeah i, I saw it in the theater did you see it in the theater i was like seven man yeah well then i saw it in the theater yeah i didn't see it in the theater i did see a large portion of it on hbo when it first was like oh. new and came on hbo when i probably okay. was like again like eight years old or something and shouldn't be watching movies right. where sorority girls Vibrators. No one should be, so really, okay. Do we really want? I can't even go there with this. I'll do it. It's We're really, talk about you're already there. The issue, right? The can of worms here. You're so, the one who brought up the Hitachi wand. Thank you. The, uh, no, you brought up the Hitachi wand. What are you talking about? The, you know, I did. No, I did. You bastard. Just it's interesting how social again social norms change, right? So in this movie, in essence, the nerd puts on a costume because it's like a, it's like a costume thing and the nerd puts on the same costume as the jock guy and then goes and has sex with the sorority girl on the moon bounce on the moon bounce in the essence Vader mask. in essence like and in the 80s that was like oh right. what it's a hilarious fun, what a right. fun prank what a fun romp right, right. just to essence, rape this girl he raped That's her a fun thing yeah i know exactly we should, we should rape her it's freaking ridiculous, it's not, right? Is it technically but, rape? Well, in the movie, I mean, it was, uh, she, like the moral of that story was, and this is what's so terrible about it. Well, the whole thing's terrible, and you just nailed it, but that it was somehow better for her. Right. That she got <laughs> raped by a stranger. Wait, is it? But he was more, he was more smart. Somebody so who what wasn't she says who she is, and this is the line I was all leading up hmm. to here about why even though... I would stay indoors to watch seven viewings of Star Trek The Next Generation. I still know about a Hitachi magic wand because 
as the as the sorority girl says, after Jeremiah she discovers that she actually had sex with the nerd, and says, "Oh my God, are all nerds as good as you?" And he says, "Of course, all jocks ever think about is sports, but all nerds ever think about is sex." And so you went out and purchased a Hitachi Magic Wand seven thousand. No, I'm just saying I'm is it a overly obsessed with... Uh, this might have been the 5. No, right. I think this is an HV250R, actually. That's a good model. High-quality model. High-quality model. Um, you'll be popular men in your house if you buy them. <laughs> I'm an assistant me, to the green keep. I let know. me <laughs> tell you something about the dude, though. <laughs> I'm telling You're an you. assistant to the Jolly Green Giant. That's we right. all know it. You oh, got it. You oh. can shut up about it now. Be, oh, Mister Fancy Man, mm-hmm. you get it. Mm-hmm. Can I? Can I say something? Do you always insult all your guests like this? Yes, I make it a rule to. All right. <sighs> Friendly jibes and insults. It's part of male bonding. I'm so appreciative of it. Appreciative of it because I'm enjoying this so much. Um, this is another you, bank buster, man. Here's the problem with this. I was just going to talk about spit takes. I've enjoyed this so much, (laughs) but now I have to listen to it. No, you don't. Trust me, we don't. With the um, we don't. You know, I got. I committed to myself that I'm going to finish it out. Um, I don't think that you know. Sometimes two hours. This is going to take me like a month. Unreasonable expectations, and sometimes you got to release yourself from those. Let go. Did you see? Jobs. I watched Jobs. I know it's old news now, but I watched the movie Jobs. Mm-hmm. Um. Anything? Anybody got anything? Which one was that? Was that with Ashton Kutcher? Ashton Kutcher. I thought he did a serviceable job. Yeah, I saw it. I thought it was. Um, it wasn't a great movie. It was pretty good. I mean, it was. It was good. I think it catered to the fanboys a lot, but I thought he did a serviceable job, especially. It, like towards the beginning when he was older, Steve Jobs, that was pretty fucking good. Yeah, I was not disappointed. I mean, I was disappointed, but I was not like I was disappointed in the storytelling of it. But like, and like they didn't like it stopped when it was really about to get interesting. I thought, yeah, right, yeah, what the fuck. No, I mean I it was definitely. Ooh, all right, I'll stop. Shit, um, you win. No, I did. I got the meeting once. Yeah, well, please, please elaborate. Um, I met him in the lobby of um, Infinite Loop 1. He was talking to... Cupertino. Jonathan Ive. I call him Johnny, but that's just if you're tight. It's cool. I'm not. (laughs) Yeah. One day, one day. I was sitting there with another uh, Apple VP. And he had come, he walked down into that room. It's a big open expanse. His office is up on like the third floor or something, fifth floor. I can't remember. So we could lord it over everybody. They came, no, he was just sort of normal. He just came down. Nobody fucking blinked an eye except for me. We were sitting in chairs there in this big open atrium. And I leaned over to the guy I was sitting with and I said, Is that Steve? And he said, Yes. And he said, Would you like to meet him? And I was like, Uh, that would be fucking awesome. <laughs> and so we walked over and the mm-hmm. gentleman I was 
with. I hope you didn't micturate on his rug. I did not. I did not. Good I tried to you. say very little. <laughs> right. Like, in retrospect, I should have tried to bedazzle him with my brilliance, but I knew that it probably wouldn't have gone well. Right. And John, the person I was with, said, um, let's call him Braun. Okay. Um, he said, um, Steve, this is Carl. <laughs> Krill. 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 80, 80s movie. Krill. Uh, and, you know, he's from um, this one place. And he's helping us with these things. And Steve was talking to Johnny and turned to me and said, it's a pleasure meeting you. And he shook my hand magnificently. And I loaded in my pants like nice. I had an Itachi wand strapped to my underpants. Did he have a nice firm shake? It was a great shake. It was not like Good a shake. wet fish. And you know what? I got to tell you this. I'll never forget the fact that I fucking nailed the handshake. Did you? Like the wraparound was got us. It was a fucking great handshake. And you know what I mean by nice. that. Oh, I do. Yeah. Sometimes you miss the fucking handshake. Yeah, it gets awkward. Ah, and you feel like, what the like, fuck did like I just do? I one shot. Like goes around a wrist right? or some shit. You or know, just like, like it's all that weird. Fucking like shit where they grab hold of your fingers, but not your yeah. hand. And you allow right. that to happen. And you just want to say, can we do that again? Or you do a wristicle, you know? Oh, God. And then sometimes it's too long, and then they're pulling away, or you want to pull away, and you you pull away. And you hold on. No, there was nothing. It was a good, it was just a solid, it was a solid exchange, a solid exchange. And he, he looked at me, and he acknowledged me, and he said, it's very nice to meet you. Thanks for the help you're giving us, or whatever he said to that regard. And they didn't introduce me to John Ive. (laughs) <laughs> that's what was so fucked up that might have been cooler this is Steve and here's this other guy who's fucking inventing everything right But and then he just as soon as he engaged me with his gaze in his hand he stopped and he turned right back to Johnny Ive and they went right back to conversating and Couch just looked at me and said, all right, like, you know, just shut me the eyes like, yeah, we're done. We are fucking done. We overstayed our welcome to even get the handshake. Now let's fucking go over. That was it. That was my that was my time. I got to meet Steve Jobs. Well, do you want to, like, talk about vibrators some more after that story or I can? I mean, I can go on that pretty much win. I don't know. Does that win? I mean, is that something? Is that good? I guess that's good. He was my hero. He was my intellectual. He's the reason I am who I am. So it was nice getting to meet him. So that's groovy. Yeah. He's gone now. So I know he is. I was very upset about that. My yeah. newspaper ran a big story about that when he died. So, which is odd because it was not a newspaper about technology. But anyway. Well, he transcends technology. I yes, suppose. he does. He does. So, anyway, that was good. And I, you know, I don't know. I doubt that I'll even make the podcast. You'll probably cut that. We'll probably leave that out right after the vibrator. We'll probably cut. The... We don't edit, man. Damn it! That's we a shame edit. for your your thousands of listeners because they're going to be like, "Oh my god." <laughs> god. This podcast would be so great if it was seven minutes long. <laughs> I watched Zero Dark Thirty. How about that? Yay! I've never seen that. Is it good? It was a great movie. The the problems people have with it 
It's because, like, well, that's not how it went down. We didn't get information from torturing people. No shit, Sherlock, but, like, it's a movie. It's a fucking movie. I don't give a shit. It's a movie, you know? It's about intrigue and, like, I don't know. Don't take it as reality, for fuck's sake. Mm -hmm. I liked it. I liked it. So, and it, like, it passed that, I forget the name of the test, but, like, one of the criteria is you have to have a female character who talks to another female character, and it's not about a man, like... Right. Some romantic relationship. I forget what that's called. Yeah, it's called the something test. I forget. The something yeah. test, right? And it had that. And the main character is a woman, and it was directed by a woman, and it's like, fuck yes, but it's like an awesome like action intrigue movie. I thought it was great. I the liked Bechdel that a lot. The Bechdel test. That, that's what it's called? Yes. What is it? The Bechdel test. The Bechdel, okay. Lebowski like doesn't, it sounds. Doesn't, doesn't no, pass that. No, it doesn't. It doesn't, unfortunately. I mean, we have a strong woman character, uh, two possibly, but yeah, they never talk to each other. So, who's the other one? Bunny? Yeah, well, maybe Bunny. She or does the chick who lost her toe. She never says anything really, except for ordering a meal. She gets her so. ling- lingonberry pancakes. Yeah. She gets her lingonberry pancakes, and she does get her toe cut off. But I don't know. I like and that then, one of them ordered pigs in the blanket. You know that's Amy Mann, right? No. Yeah. It's Amy fucking man, but we're not there yet. I didn't want to spoiler alert everybody. That's ahead of us, right? Yes. Not too far out now. I've not seen that minute yet. I've only ever seen this one minute. This this one minute. (laughs) Well, what else have you seen lately? What else is fucking blowing your mind? What movies are blowing your mind? I need, I I need advice. Um, nothing. Interstellar, man. You're on the interstellar train. So I showed it to my children. I watched it on a flight. That the first time? Yeah. I oh, boy, that blows. No, it was great. I was in first class. Okay. Well, and I was being catered better. to and serving drink after drink after drink. And they brought me, I had jambalaya on a goddamn airplane. Think about that first. What is this, 1978? Exactly. Like, I was sitting there smoking Pall Mall. <laughs> <laughs> Getting blowjobs in the bathroom. I, I got head. I didn't even have to go in the bathroom. I got a head. You were just right out in the open. Oh, just. There was just like a. Pan Am Flight 800. Come here and give me a blowjob. A nipple height curtain that you would slide across. Give me some heads. Great. With my jambalaya. So great. My sausage up here, sausage down there. She said said to my my (laughs) seatmate, are you uncomfortable? And he said, "Um, a little bit. And so she reached up and tapped the button. (laughs) It was an image of a man sitting in a chair with a stewardess between his legs. The call button, for, they have a call button for blowjobs. I thought you were going to say, are you uncomfortable, sir? And he said, whoa, 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 whoa. no, no, it wasn't like that at all. Okay. Another stewardess came over. Okay. Well, that's thank you. It came there from the 70s, though. Right. Fucking time no, and travel I watched homes. Interstellar on a plane, and I was just fucking mesmerized. And I was so into it, I came home and I, I had rented it upon your recommendation without you even knowing it. Yeah, because you guys talked about it like, oh my god, a, like like fucking podcast brought to you by Interstellar, right? This <laughs> episode of Gutterballs, gutter this Gutterball, excuse brought me, sorry, Jack, this Gutterball brought to you by Interstellar, Interstellar. starring Matthew McConaughey. And some other fucking people. Those aren't mountains. 
They're waves. <laughs> waves of audio entering your ear holes. Yes. And so then the next I got home from my trip and I came home and I was like, we are fucking sitting on the couch as a human being family and we're watching this shit. Sit down. Don't move for the next two hours and 30 minutes. And we even let the dog watch with us. And he oh, was even God. like, holy shit, it's gravity. It's so good. It's the gravity problem. Oh, my God. My I daughter said me a, my daughter at dinner tonight said I could watch that movie over and over again. It's like, yes. well, and uh, what's her nuts? The daughter is the main character in Zero Dark Thirty. Yes. Jessica so, Chastain. There it is. There's a connection. It's pretty good. Mm hmm. I saw something else recently. The Imitation Game. Oh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Yes. My Benedict. first ever Cumberbatch experience. Because you didn't see Into Darkness. I did not. Hmm. And you don't watch Sherlock? I do not. <sighs> I'm very lax on the television of watching. You should, you, Brad knows that, that I can't. I watch um, Silicon Valley. Yes, of course. Like it's my job. Martin Starr. I fucking love that show. Yes, it's the best. I watch it on my iPad in my bedroom while my children watch the Food Network in my bed. You got to kick them out of there. You commandeer that shit. Silicon Valley's just have them watch it. My daughter watches it. I'm like, fuck it. I like it so much. You can watch it. <laughs> you can watch this shit. I don't care about yeah, the fucks. And right. The inside out dick yeah, masturbate. I watch, fuck I watch it. Veep as well. Yeah, you like Veep? Uh, I don't love it, but I watch it. It's on right okay. after the other shit. So I just. Right. All right. Yeah, right. I like it. That's classic television viewing right there. Mm -hmm. But that's all I do. Okay. No Game of Thrones for you. No, but my wife and I, Kirsty, Kirsten, what did we decide um, her name is? I think it's Christian. Christ. It's sort of like the female Christ. Christ, Christian. We've talked about starting that. Yeah, it's good. It's worth your time. It's a lot of dragons and medieval shit. It's not a lot of dragons. Uh, they make it out to be a lot of dragons. There's a oh. tiny bit of dragons. Tiny, tiny bit. That's it's how they like the dragon, don't they? They seem like in the advertisement. They Only for the, this season. Only for this season. Because they yeah. hinted at the dragon for so long, and finally it's like, oh, look, there's a dragon. Like, kind of right. there. You see it in the sky a little bit. Dragons are as fantastical in that world as they are in this world. Let me put it that way. So... Mm. So there's not a lot of dragons. Not a lot of dragons. But I I think the dragon quotient is going to go up. There's a part soon. of me that thinks it's sort of like Quest for Fire. Or um, what was that movie when we were children? You guys were babies. Um, King oh, Arthur or something. Wizard of Oz? No, I don't know what that is. I've never heard no, of that. Me either. <sighs> Citizen Kane. Arthur, King Arthur, or something. Arthur, he does, but yeah, it's fucking the sword out of the stone, and Christopher Cross did the theme the song. Lady for of it. the Lake. Oh, Lady Hawk. Yeah, that was cool. You're too young. You don't know what I'm talking about. Nah, no, no. It seems clue. like it's a period piece that I don't really get. But I'll give it a shot. Everybody says it's fucking great. I'll try it. I just give it a chance, man. I will. It's one of the shows, I'll have to say, because I've gone back and watched the first episode, and a lot of times, you know, you watch a couple of seasons, go back to the beginning, like this podcast. I mean, it still sucks, but, like, we were so off our game in the first episode, it's like listening to different people. 
And a lot of times the first episode of a television series is so off-putting when you go back and look at it. Mm-hmm. And I'll say Game of Thrones is not like that. Like, they, they hit their stride just right out of the gate. Yeah. So there's that to be said. But it's like you guys were talking about The Wire the other day with um, 4x3. I tried. I tried to go back and do it. Well, The Wire is in HD now, but I The know, West Wing is still 4.3. I know. I like The West Wing. I watched, I think, on television the first series, the first season or two of The West Wing. What's, I'm what's good your, for a season or two. What's your problem with The Wire? The standard definition 4x3 shit. Well, it's HD now. Well, see, I, it, I watched it before it was in HD, but... I'm pretty sure it was widescreen. Maybe it wasn't. No, maybe I didn't care. Maybe it wasn't. But no, it was. Full maybe I didn't care. It was so good. I just didn't care. Well, we couldn't even hear it. That was our problem. Like the yeah. audio was so bad, and I don't know what we were watching on. Maybe Netflix. Huh. Yeah. Now that they've remastered the whole shit, I think we're ready to go back in and do it again. Because oh, it's time. That is so one of the fucking best good ever. Yeah, so good. Anyway, I will say the one drawback, the and the thing that I think. Because you said you like Star Trek, like with Chris Pine, whatever, and the new Star Trek. Like, yeah, not the, a Star the, the Trek first fan, one. But like, right, 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 right. But you didn't see Into Darkness. The second one? The, the second new one. Yeah, I saw that. Well, you did see both of them, but you didn't like Into Darkness. I saw I thought it looked like it was a videotape. So it was the aesthetics. Oh, right. We had this conversation. Uh-huh. In face, face to face. What does that mean? A videotape? It looked like a videotape. I will like, tell you exactly what it means. Like the picture clock? Because I have been to the Greens and visited Mr. Spackler. Yeah. And I saw it in the movie theater, Bradley. Oh, fuck it then. Never mind. He had something good there. Hmm. Oh, he thinks he did. He thinks my television is set to make things look like their video. Oh, I, yeah, I know what and you're doing And he tried to there. adjust my settings, and he got to my... He had this whole theory. You know how he has these theories? <laughs> I do know his he theories. He fucking talks and talks and talks <laughs> about his theories. He writes papers about his theories. He publishes he them in scientific journals, and then he goes to my settings, and he's like, huh, look at that. It's set to the thing that I thought it would be set at. So you weren't on, like, ultra, hyper, real, dynamic, color Shazamo. He thought you I was. Okay. The way I described it. Right. I felt that that film in the theater looked like it was made by amateurs. See, I didn't, I have my issues with that film, but I didn't feel like it was made by amateurs. When he's on that fucking thing, when they're yes. fighting. Yes, yes. That's my issue with the film. He's up there. They're establishing what a badass con is. All he's doing is standing up there like spewing his machine gun around. And it looks like shit. But I didn't have a problem with how it looked. Like, I couldn't even look at it because I'm like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. There's like a hundred, there's a hundred fucking uh, Dothraki around you. All they have to do is lean around a corner and shoot you. You're silhouetted. You're just standing up there. You're not exhibiting any of these supernatural qualities that you have. Well, the machine gun he was firing... Brad, you're what? about to say something <laughs> shitty. I am, no, and I'm not sure if this is true. He's not spoken yet in this whole podcast. It's <laughs> true. It's not that machine gun. The It was not like a machine gun that he was like hanging out with. It was 
actually one of the guns mounted on one of those Klingon ships, and one of them crashed, and he picked the gun up off the ship and then was using it as a machine gun. So that's okay. kind of badass. That's kind of badass, but like, still, all you gotta do, one of you Dothraki, is lean around the corner and pop. He's a him. master strategist. That wouldn't work. It's it would work. It was so easy. Like he's just pointing it around at places. Dad VHSC video fucking JVC handycam to shoot the whole thing. So you had a problem with the actual image quality. See, I don't buy that because I've seen this a couple different places. Something was going on. My daughter and I saw it in the goddamn movie theater. I understand that. Both of us went like, huh, this looks like. A giant piece of fucking shit. Did they do something I, weird like having the darkness that, on a high frame rate, like the high? I don't know, man. It was in your it was in your hometown theater. That's what I'm saying. Where you like, live, your Brad. theater. That theater you saw it in did something shitty. Like they had a setting that was fucked up too. If it looked like that, well, I've never watched it again because I was so disappointed in that. And maybe, maybe I'll give it another try now because I liked. The premise, for the most part, I mean, there were some parts that I was like, eh, not so much, but I'll, gi- I'll give it another shot. Yeah, because it doesn't look crappy. I have some problems with the story, but it doesn't look shitty, man. Hmm. Huh. But you have problems with the Big Lebowski story. It doesn't have a story. My, But here, before we move on, my biggest problem move is... Move on! Oh, I want to get back to Star Trek Into Darkness. My biggest problem with it was that not even that Khan was up there, and sure, maybe he ripped a gun off one of the ships, look how badass he is, but it's that at one point in the movie, isn't there a point where a part of the ship separates from another part of the ship? Yeah, and it's like a smaller ship where they're standing on it, right? I think so. Like having a fight. So if... If you separate that part of the ship, then you no longer have a poop deck. deck. Next time on Gutter Balls. I need you to come pick me up. I can't drive, dude. It's Erev Shabbos. What? Erev Shabbos. What? Erev Shabbos. Shabbos.